0: What's up guys, it is Steve Maida from The Sexual Life, and this is another podcast with Edward Aiken, who is a martial artist and a whole bunch of stuff, and really actually he was around, (coughs) it's the start of some crazy martial arts stuff that had to do with like the CIA, uh, the Navy SEALs, and all that sort of stuff, and believe it or not, that even transitions into the seduction community, but in reality, Ed is actually a great guy he trains me. You can find out more about Ed at... Forcedynamics.com, and that's dynamics with an X at the end. And also, I must say, if you want a good website, if you like what's on thesexuallife.com, and you want a website that's built fast and efficient and guys who actually know what they're doing, you need to go to awesomedynamic.com, contact Paul, he's the man, and he'll set you up for the good. For now, check out the Sexual Life Podcast. It's a badass one. Uh, This dude is uh, definitely one of my mentors. Take a listen because it gets really good. good. All right, this is Steve Maeda. This is the Sexual Life Podcast, uh, here to bring to you the best information in the world. I'm here with Ed Aiken. What, Ed, what are you? You're you're uh, like. So Ed, so we're we're on this podcast today, which is like you know we have people on in all different realms of life. In fact, the first guy we had on was a fighter. This guy Eric Gerber, who told me oh, yeah. about Andrey's gym, and uh, all this sort of stuff. And he, God, it was a it was a really good po- podcast because we talked about all this uh, uh, like mentality and all sorts of crazy cool shit. But. Uh, you know, we have everything from diet and paleo. In fact, when I interviewed the paleo guys, like I asked a bunch of questions that a bunch of guys from the gym uh, were talking about. But Ed is... Uh, you can't put Ed in a box. You can't define this guy. Ed actually teaches me a whole bunch of stuff. And other than uh, teaching me skills, also beats me up a lot. Um, he, he's a martial artist. But a martial artist, like I, I wouldn't even know what to say. I mean, would I say you're a jiu-jitsu teacher, a JKD teacher, uh independent whatever I like I mean tactical trainer. No, uh, yeah, JKD guy. I mean, but see, what does that mean? Like, JKD (laughs) guys can mean pussies, right? Like, you know, there's so many. Like, I I feel weird. Like, Phil actually told uh, the guy in his interview today that 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 he says like, well, all I do is uh, martial arts, (laughs) and and he said he did jujitsu instead of JKD because he didn't Uh, want to explain to the guys the level of because we do something different. It's just a name. Don't don't fuss about it.
1: Yeah, JKD is—it's a philosophy. I think that's what you know throws people off. I mean, it's not, uh, and then there are very few people who really, really go by the philosophy of it. They really think you know you you could define it as being you know Bruce Lee's art, but it's really not. It's more his philosophy, and and you know we see it embodied a lot in mixed martial arts today. But but it goes beyond that. I think it's um, you know it's really a life philosophy that I think is is been overlooked by people you know, because because it's Bruce Lee, they look at him as a movie yeah. star first. And the truth is, he was he was a, f- a phenomenal philosopher. The guy was a genius. He was an innovator. And so, uh, you know, and I didn't I didn't understand that uh, until years into my training. I just got into martial arts because I was getting beat up. Your typical, mm-hmm. you know, average frustrated chump in in, in, <laughs> in fighting world. In AFC, <laughs> did you just throw in a paint I, did, I did. I did.
0: I'm well familiar with you, you people. (laughs) <laughs> that sucks man you know what's so funny is this is actually fucking shit up I've listened to Phil talked to me to listen to some paleo type podcast or it wasn't the paleo it was a different one I don't want to say the name because it'll piss the guy but he actually lives in Austin but it's this podcast and the guy's like it's the douchiest fucking asshole and he's like hey yeah so why don't you tell me about the best ways to get in shape and so <laughs> I fucking talk to you man I'm all self-conscious about being some dipshit like that guy but um but no man the, I guess what I ask a lot a lot of the people like on this stuff, and like uh, you know, when I asked, I talked, I interviewed Keith Norris. I didn't really know where to start because there's so much to talk to about that guy, like health, fitness, like all this sort of perspective stuff. And the one thing that I kind of ask people is like, what is your main message that you want to promote to the world? Yeah, I, I think for me, I, you know,
1: with my my new company, I call it Force Dynamics, and, and it's not so much about the martial arts. It is about learning about like forces, the forces of our life, and it's very, you know. Uh, whether it's communication, whether it's fighting, whether it's it's working out, whether it's, you know, the forces inside that you use to decide and make decisions, um, and, and it's the universal forces. I, I think for me, I'm a, I'm a true martial artist in my heart in that um, I, I try to look at everything in the bigger picture and where do I fit in with that picture, and that's what JKD is about. It's really about fitting in with the constant change because everything's changing. That's the only yeah. constant And so where do these principles that I encounter when I'm I'm training, how do those uh, come about in my daily life too? Because how you do anything is how you do everything. So how you tie your shoe is how you're going to box, is how you're going to wrestle, is how you're going to talk to people, is how you're going to pick chicks up. And when you understand that, then you start looking at these these different, basically the forces of of the universe around us without getting too esoteric because we still (laughs) want to be able to pick chicks up and go fuck yeah. some dude up, you know. Yeah, yeah. But but it really goes beyond that. And, and for me, um, I've always kind of lived. Uh, uh, I've always had very you know, out of the box things happen to me, to where I, I just didn't take the status quo. I didn't look at yeah. things the way everybody else does.
0: <laughs> dude, I mean no, man. I mean seriously, because that's the thing is that one of the reasons why I want you on here is because there's so much. I mean, I've talked to you at length about stuff, and I, I started working with you like a year ago, um, even a little bit more than that. Because when I, how, how I met you was I uh, signed up this jujitsu jitsu gym and you're one of the black belts there and you're one of the teachers but again it's like I can't just call you a jiu-jitsu instructor and you you are a jiu-jitsu instructor yeah. but there's like so much and everybody at that gym agrees that like Ed is the most dangerous person here and I've worked with shit loads of Mar- you, you've never heard that? come on I man. don't believe it but uh uh I've worked with, like, shitloads of martial artists, but none have had the experience that you've had, and I think that's important, because I was talking about this on the podcast last night, you can get information, you can have discipline to follow that information and ritual, but the experience of life mixed within that is the crazy stuff. And, and like you I mean you have experience with street fighting um, not that that's like encouraging you know but it's like that's real fighting and through real fighting like a lot of the conversations we have are about life and about like perspective that come through that sort of like chaos and being able to separate the purity and beauty or, or whatever like you take like jujitsu there's so many awesome aspects to it but There's also this violence to it, too, and it's the balance between those things that, I don't know, make so much sense or, like, you know, the enlightened martial artist, the stereotype of the Chinese Shaolin monk and all that sort of stuff. But I think that application, and that experience you have separates you from the dozens of other, like, teachers or whatever that I've worked with. And stuff like that, and it carries over into your life. Well, I, I think too is uh, I was lucky to have a
1: lot of uh, very experienced martial artists. So there, there are martial artists, and there are teachers, and I, and then there are mm-hmm. true, yeah. You yeah. know, people who are on another level. And, and when, and I'm not talking about just skill or whatever. It's the way they look at things. And um, through the years, I, I I sought those people out. Whether you know, sometimes it's by accident, and, and sometimes it's just uh, you, you get an eye for those types of people, and they just have something different about them. They, they don't have to be martial artists, but they are true masters, and that's why I try to emulate. Like I look at you know people who, ha- who, who don't just you know compete, but people who who are you know have had some sort of realistic life experience, have uh, can do what they say, and have a deeper. Uh, introspect, you know, based upon that experience, and I think um, I was lucky that I've met quite a few. I guess you would call them masters in their particular realm, and uh, I, I learned a lot from that. And I think you know, because we have a lot of good martial artists now, but that doesn't mm-hmm. mean they're they're life students of martial arts. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. It's, like, it's, it's like the pickup community. You've got douchebags yeah, yeah. doing MMA left and right, and yeah. you know, hey, they're they're tough and they can beat your ass, but they don't have the the personality of a fucking diet crouton as, as bonex. Yeah. you know, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. You, you know, so, uh, but, but when you, when you are, when you are passionate about something, and it could be photography, it could be anything, right. But you get those people yeah. who really know their shit, Man. um, and, and you really listen to them, then
0: it, it will change
1: your perspective
0: just by being around those people. Well, I mean, that's, that's true. I mean, like you brought up photography and I did some photography, but if you look at like, like I knew a guy who got, uh, the job, he was Ansel Adams' right-hand man to print Ansel Adams' stuff. Mm-hmm. So he's the only—well, there might be more or something. He was one of the few guys that could actually print it because to do the print the way that Ansel Adams would do the print, there's all this fucking crazy dodging and burning stuff that he would do and all this sort of stuff. You talk—and I've talked to that guy. I talked to him about photography and, and doing that stuff, and it's like this whole different level of of, like, of life perspective yeah. that comes from him burning a picture of fucking you know Yosemite or something, which is an awesome picture but he, he will get into the intricacies of that but let's start out this because like you're so on the level martial arts wise like striking grappling all that sort of stuff but you didn't start out that way and i think no. that that's <laughs> important i can see that like you know you, you have it's weird man if i try to imagine myself five years ago i couldn't imagine what i'm like now but you see little residue of those things, or like habits stick. But if I think like my perspective, my perspective's changed, it's evolved, and I think that people should like you know, know that that's uh, they should strive for that, you know. And it's gonna happen whether you want it to or not. But it's good to pick a direction. But I can tell you know, yeah, you know, I always describe, this kind of fucked up. But I'll say, man, Ed was this probably this kid that was a nerdy kid that didn't talk to anybody, that got a gun put to his head or some shit, and then fucking had to learn how to take on the world through it. So when you started martial arts. Like, what, you weren't athletic? You weren't... Oh,
1: no. Yeah, my, my background was um, I kind of grew out in the country and, and uh, didn't really have, you know, and my nearest friend was a couple miles away, which ironically, really? ironically lives here in Austin now. This was in Michigan. Really? Man, I he's about the same distance away, but he's, he's crazy. <laughs> shit crazy now. But, you know, that to me that's another, you know, when we, we talk about the higher things, the, the chances of me coming to Austin, you know, on a whim, because when I moved here I had never been yeah. here. My childhood friend, who lived down the road for me, uh, is wow. now down the road for me again out of chance. you know it, it's those things that I look at and it's like come on there's, there's, there's bigger things at play here. But but not necessarily, you know, not getting too crazy. But, but when I was younger, yeah, I didn't have friends. And, and I didn't realize how socially awkward I was till about sixth grade. And we, we started playing sports. And I just didn't know what the fuck was going on. So yeah. due to a lack of social skills and coordination, I, it was about that point I started getting my ass kicked every day.
0: So you got bullied and shit.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. And so it was really, you know, my first martial arts class was in um, – was in kindergarten but um i didn't really go back to it till it just got too bad my mom put me in some ineffective ymca karate yeah which led to more yeah yeah well still you
0: know it gets you on black belt magazine yeah yeah because i would i would fucking my brother went to ymca karate with my dad and and i heard about it and then i would like i don't know i'm telling like as a kid black belt magazine kung fu what are the other ones like you'd look through that shit you'd look at like Bob Superfoot Wallace or whatever, or Benny the Jet. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Or what was it? Was it Benny the Jet? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You'd look at that shit and be like, oh man, fuck, you know, ninja shit or whatever. Like, you're looking at all that stuff. It's funny because Phil was actually bullied too, who I think just pulled up. And I never was. It's cool. I never. Oh, really? No, I never. Like, me and my brother, we were, like, athletic. Like, we're not big, but when you're young, I don't think, like, anybody's really big. But we were athletic and, like, known as tough kids. Nobody, yeah, yeah, and nobody so you had, you had you had a brother, too, so that yeah. helps. And, I, I and an was, older brother. Oh, so okay. if I did get my ass kicked, I was used to it. I mean, right. he would right. fucking kick the shit out of me. Yeah, so,
1: I mean, I, I kind of came came across it, and at some point it just, uh, I ended up falling in love with the martial arts. I didn't even get coordinated till I was about 19.
0: Well, what was the first martial art that you really liked?
1: Um, the first one I liked, was, it was, um, uh, I would say, I actually happened upon a JKD school when I was in high school. And uh, that was probably the first eye-opener as to being a pretty functional martial artist, even though the teacher at that place wasn't very good.
2: Like, what
0: was, but what, there's, dude, when I hear about JKD, Like there's so many different – you come from a very different – well, I don't even want to say that because I don't want to say – I mean, what's the authentic JK – I guess it's a philosophy, not a martial art.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a a philosophy, and it's really um, – you know, the – Back in the day before MMA, it, it, they had some of the mo, more cutting-edge training techniques than other, yeah. other yeah. Uh, schools. But it was still because of the philosophy of um, you know of not being confined to any one system. Every system had it had its flaws. Yeah. You could be a great boxer, but you get thrown on the ground, you get your ass kicked. You could be a great jitsu guy, but you know standing up, a good kickboxer has some right. defense. You know weapons, all that stuff. And so, um, but it, but it goes beyond that. It goes go. You get to a point where start looking at the the concepts behind each art, and you take the essence of that art to where you get to a point where you basically you can break down fighting in the ranges and and, and attributes and take little attributes from an entire art, throw yeah. the art away and keep that one attribute. You know you could take you could take the aggressiveness of Thai boxing and apply it to Jiu Jitsu and, and and change your Jiu Jitsu.
0: Yeah. You know. Well, like one of the things that I always say, is, so like my website now is called the Sexual Life, right? So I make all these correlations and parallels. Between sex and sexuality and life, and like what that means, but like what is fighting in life to you? Because I think that that was your. Yeah. Catalyst to a lot of insights. Well, it is. I mean, you know,
1: now fighting is more of a, a conversation you're having with yourself through your opponent. To me, that's uh, I'm, I'm I'm constantly working on myself when I'm when I'm training with other people. So what's, yeah. conversation, it's what's it's the conversation? What's the conversation you have with yourself
0: <laughs> when you're fighting me? What's uh, yeah, that? No, I'm, that's... Usually, I'm usually thinking about doing laundry and. My next <laughs> day, this so. is what happens when Ed spars <laughs> with us. So like, if ever, if ever we get a shot, and I remember one time we were videotaping some. this was last year and like we were clinching and like I got you off balance for a second and I I tell everybody this because I'm like whenever you catch Ed like, or almost catch Ed with anything it takes about five seconds but he'll like Floor you in the worst way. It'll t- it'll take a few seconds, <laughs> but he'll make it hurt and it will make it known. <laughs> but I just remember like like you got a balance, and then like you fucking judo through my like I just boom and I was just like oh that's, fuck yeah, man. That's that's <laughs> me compensating <laughs> for my mistake. Of you get <laughs> or there's other times where it's like we'll be sparring. Which when we spar, like we're not trying to kill each other, but we'll hit each other. And there's a couple times we'll, you, like I think there's probably like three times ever and I've sparred with you for. Like a year in some change, right? Where I've gotten like a, a punch in or something, and then after that, there's like this flurry of. And the craziest thing is, is like, I mean, you know, I've, in every martial art that I've done, there's been an aspect of sparring involved. Uh, like, one of my favorite martial arts was like the Mantis Kung Fu, and we sparred all the time. We didn't hit hard, like, we would slap or touch like really lightly. But, dude, completely different, you know. It and when I did karate, I mean, we wore, like, headgears and shit, it's, and we would... Yeah, it's a training method. Like, there's no... Well, we have a saying, there's no superior
1: art, but there are... And there's no secrets in arts, but there are there are superior training methods. So it, it's, you know, when, uh, when jiu-jitsu came along, it was it was secret in that nobody knew about it. Once yeah. they knew about it, yeah. you know, people adapted, but it was
0: their training method of them actually, Dude, this, you know, applying it. These mugs we're drinking from, this from uh, they're from Rio. It's an acai nice. place big police but uh but anyway the uh but yeah okay so look all this martial arts stuff that's cool and all yeah but actually one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on here was like to talk about all the life stuff because for and this is where it comes into it like the experience and where my head's at with a lot of stuff right now um, and like you've done like hypnotherapy stuff I was always like I did so much shit with like recovering like rehab stuff mm-hmm. if you tell like a drug addict about hypnosis you're like ah I was always like cautious about it but then when I um when I went to Europe and went on a Euro tour, there was a hypnotherapist guy there and and, and, uh, we did hypnosis thing. And it actually was like really a fucking like awesome and packed of experience and and stuck for about a month or maybe like actually probably like three months of of where like a really, I remember holding pads uh, when we were training at the gym and I was like, you know, it was like my body was dust and I was like doing whatever tie kicks on some shit. And it was just like, no, keep going, keep going. I like had the push and drive to just, and in every way, like professionally and all this sort of stuff. But then, um, like, in, in terms of transition of self and diet and exercise and, and getting your mind in the right perspective, those are things which I actually like talking to you about most. Yeah. And when we're training, those are things that I think that I'm moving towards. Like, I don't train, of course, I want to kick people's ass and be, like, a tough guy or whatever. Like, that's always, like, a thing well, you're back
1: yeah, at, and oh. that, then that's pick up, too. You want to go pick up chicks and fuck them and then, and then what? And, yeah. And, but, but it does right. evolve because you're, you, you evolve into a great communicator you evolve into actually learning about the subtleties within the energy between a man and a woman and and right the same yeah it 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 will bring you through that through that window and and everything changes i mean it's it's your mind is first everything everything you do in my opinion your outer world is a reflection of what's going on inside with you and and much more to the extent that people are aware
0: dude i was talking to this guy man and he uh He's a cool guy. He's had, you know, everybody's had issues growing up, you know, and I'm sure he'll, he'll listen to this podcast. And I'm not like signaling him out in this sort of way. I'm signaling him out because he talked to me He's last night. Him out, fucker. Well, he, I said, dude, man, you should train with us. You should train. Come by. On Monday or Wednesday or whatever day uh, we're doing it that week, come by and train with us and see if you like it. And he's like, Man, I'll like it too much. And he's boxed me for it. He's like, I'll like it too much. I'll get too angry. And I'm like, No, you won't, man. Like, where I learn the most about myself is when I'm getting my ass kicked the most. Whether it's like sparring, now not getting hurt, and that's different, uh, sparring jiu jitsu or sparring with stand up or whatever. When I'm actually losing or frustrated or can't find a way, but at the same time, actively being humbled, like actively. Be going like, a wait, wait, you know, there's something bigger than me in this. I don't have the decisions. I start searching for stuff, you know. And when I, and this is another fucking. It, it, this is actually the shit I want to talk to you about. Is like when I separate myself from the anger, the frustration, the uh, whatever it is that I'm not good enough all that shit which comes up that's where the real learning process comes in and that's why I think like martial arts is such an important thing I don't get that from running I don't get that from uh, whatever lifting weights which I don't do much of but, but some sort of heavy exercise but I get that from actively competing with somebody and not in some online way but like wrestling with them yeah.
1: you know it, it uh, exposes our egos and, and and egos can be good and bad but it also exposes our own our own because we have to we have to flow with it with what's in front of us and and it's just like you know that person's to me is like a metaphor for life he's not doing what I want so I have to look inside to, yeah. to, to turn the situation right. around and sometimes it's not and so we have the only thing we can do is shut that that internal voice off yeah. to stop and reset in the moment and, and look at what's going on and, and to me that's you know that's why I love the martial arts on, on Fridays I have a routine where I just get my ass kicked by by Doc Snow and uh, you know for me doing it all these years sure I get I catch him every now and then but. Um, you know, it's 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 some sometimes it, when he's working out, he crushes me. Yeah. And even at this this point, I mean, I've been doing jujitsu for twenty plus years. It, it, I, I still to this day, some days it gets to me, and I get frustrated. Other days, right, I right. take it, and so yeah. it, it becomes a, a ritual of, of self control to stand <laughs> underneath and right. get your ass kicked. But but it does your it does your mind and your and your ego well. It really does. And but you know the the other side of that coin is for when we talk about like the forces within people some people need to grow their egos through the martial arts and they have to to, to get an ego strong enough to propel yeah. them to take action within their what life. Was that? was that your experience? Or? Yeah, yeah, I mean I was you know, I I personally didn't have the skills or the, or the, uh, the will basically mm-hmm. to stand up for myself for years until I got the skill or I actually got in, learned an effective fighting art and I started turning the tables. Like you know? would
0: you say, is that just like in terms of- of altercations, or was that like no? It was in like life. It, to No, it, I mean jobs, relationships, everything. Yeah. Right. Once you once you you get that piece
1: of yourself and you understand it, and you can you can kind of guide it. I don't I don't like to use the word control, but you you right. actually yeah. can guide it. You can conjure it up, and then it just it permeates out in all these other areas of your life. Now suddenly you're you know the, the, somebody who is going for a job interview. You you know you bring it out to bring yourself over that other person to get the job. Whereas you may cower, sit back, and cower because because this other person's energy is like the bullies that used to beat yeah. your ass. You know, so you, you learn to tailor your your inner communication with yourself to get an outward experience. Yeah, in favor. so dude, what,
0: so what happened, man? I mean, like <laughs> you trained with like crazy people. I don't know how much you want to, but I mean, it's. I mean, it's your life, but to me, it's, it's like, very rare. Like, for instance, my, my the, the Sifu that I worked with, uh, amazing guy, man. Uh, fucking, he, he trained in China, trained all over the world. He competed in China, like him, and, and Mantis was, like, a fucking, it's really known, you know. Like, Jeff knows him who trains at our school. Um, but uh, he, he was an amazing guy. Uh, and he sought out. You know, the upper levels of the different martial arts that he studied under. But you actually studied around people that were doing or ended up becoming or had been like the, the fucking center points of, I mean, before there was UFC, there were people going out and fighting and kicking ass and fucking people up and trying to figure it out from it. And in the midst of like this crazy chaotic, I mean, that's people who you trained
2: with.
1: Yeah. And, and they they actually found, they're one of the first people to find the Gracies because they were fighting and they heard about these guys. I mean, that's yeah. how it travels yeah. and, you know, that's... That's um I, I love to go I love to go out off the deep end and go all the esoteric shit, but you know, that ain't fighting. And, and I think there, there's a there's a place and time to do
0: both. But all those guys have it too. They I mean you hear Budak talking yeah, about yeah, like yeah. crazy like you're, you're like you dude get shut it. up man, Let's talk about it. it. yeah, <laughs> you get it through that.
1: I mean if you stick with it, you'll get it because you're working with yourself and yeah. your body and you're working with the with primal drivers of the world, you know. And that's the same thing in my opinion with with pickup is you're you know, yeah, it becomes about picking chicks up in, in, in the beginning, but... Sorry, let me... That's
0: all right. Let me hang this bitch up, man. I messed up on something. But yeah, okay, so...
1: Yeah, so, and, but but what happens is through that, through that, you know, through picking chicks up and, and all of a sudden you start noticing all these other things where it, it becomes, it transcends the pickup lines and it becomes about just two yards inside and all of a sudden they just shift and fall in line, you know I mean? It's like you don't have to say a word and, and uh, I you know it's ironic I'll, I'll share this story because my, my my thing was my thing was bullies getting beat up and you know a lot of people go into martial arts they're either they're either bullies they're guys that got bullied or or now they're actual athletes who realize hey this is a this is a good sport or it's something that yeah on. and there's a small minority that do it just for fun or, you know right, right, right you know for fitness
0: or whatever but, but, but the, guy, I think the guys that, that push further have to yeah, have those yeah. At, yeah
1: the guys that push further or you know and what happened to me me was um, you know I wanted I wanted to, I wanted to learn effective fighting because I got into the YMCA karate first and then I went back you know I would try my shit out and I'd get my ass handed to me so it took me years and years of just getting actually you know be, it, the shit kicked out of me to to start start winning, and then what happened was, uh, what I, what I saw came back to me, you know, all the time. I, I would go to the grocery store, and not even look at somebody, and they'd start a fight with me. And so it was me unconsciously provoking these bullies, right, not right. even realizing I was doing it. I was attracting them. It's like attracting the same woman over and over and over again, which happened to me as well. Right. Yeah. And and, and so you you know, to me, I was like, whoa, this is this is a little bit beyond. I'm not doing anything. And I can go anywhere, and somebody's going to want to fight me. Why is this happening? Well, it's because that was a lesson I was trying to get over in my in myself, in my unconscious mind. So that probed me to look look further. That and a lot of other weird shit happening probed me to look further into that side of the martial arts. But it was through the actual fighting, being being in the in the in the realm of you know, uh, I mean, it, it, as my skill escalated, so did the so did the situations, and then It started getting worse and worse. And, and to where you know you're basically in, in the bad part of town with gunshots going off in in place you shouldn't be, you know, <laughs> and that that's the kind of shit that you you, you got to stop and say okay this is I've learned enough from this experience let's move, let's move on, but but you. To me, it's like other martial artists have have been diluted, and, and thank God for MMA because we had all these dudes that were just deadly as fuck, but they weren't getting out there and, and yeah. testing it. Yeah. And so I actually was fortunate to come across Bunak and, and a lot of the other JKD guys who were actual fighters who were actually testing it out. Right. And 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 of course, along with that, there was a lot of government people being trained, and I learned that they also know a lot about um, some of the other side. Like, for example. You know, NLP spawned the whole pickup community. That's the bottom right. line. Yeah. NLP was also the backbone of a lot of the intelligence agencies. And so when I started looking at, you know, I was fighting and looking at, well, there's some weird things going on. And where, where I go, I'm, I'm attracting the same situation wow. without consciously provoking it. And, and so I started learning that these guys who were in the government, all these agents who came to train, they were very knowledgeable about hypnosis and NLP and a lot of other things that seemed kind of strange to me. And not not that that was strange. It was strange that they all knew about it and they all talked about it. And so it kind of piqued my my curiosity as to, okay, what's the mental side of the martial arts? Like, what you know, what, what's really going on, because when you when you just do fighting, you do, you know, right now I can use mixed martial, I can pick on mixed martial arts because it's mostly just about fighting, they don't have the traditional aspects that that's been taking out, so very few guys will meditate, know how to meditate, know how to visualize, know how to, you know, do energetic, the energetic side of things, and conversely, the guys who do the energetic side of things couldn't fight their way out of a wet paper sack,
0: so, you know, yeah. Why do you think that is? Like, even with, like, like uh, Musashi Miyamoto. I mean, that guy killed X amount of people just as a samurai, but he was so into, you know, the whole Bushido way. Not even him, but other <clears throat> other people, other other samurais were so into that sort of, like, soft side of things. And if you take the, you know, the Chinese martial arts or whatever. And even uh, uh, when you get into the Gracies, I mean, jiu-jitsu's only been around for, what, 100, 150 years or some shit. But there's I mean like when I was in Brazil and they were like you train in America you train in the US like what do you what do you do who do you train under oh uh, you train under Van, who's a Machado black blah, blah 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 and they're asking about all this stuff and they're like well look no this isn't MMA this is Jiu Jitsu like yeah. let me tell you that they were so passionate about like this is so different that is to call that to call MMA Jiu Jitsu is, is an insult and a complete misunderstanding of Jiu Jitsu and I'd be misrepresenting them, but they, there was a vast distinction yeah. of what they said it was
1: so I mean you you know these we were going back to people who are masters in, in things you know Hicks and Gracie especially back back in his heyday he was the guy that everybody went to and, and, and even from Brazil they, they, they spoke so highly of him yeah his skill was great but he, that guy uh, mentally is on another level but like he, he thinks unlike any other human being and, and I can't say I know what he's like today but uh, from my experience with him and, and with people around him that guy was uh, he is on another level, and that those are the types of people that you know they take their art beyond because it's almost like you're starting to merge with the reality around Mm you. Because when you when you're really fighting in a chaotic situation, you have to let go of yourself to to actually be part of that situation and it's like you come in and out to guide that situation but you're just you're just along for the ride and so you know it's like the martial arts and and anything for that matter when you take it to the extremes will open you up to a a whole new world of possibilities because you're dealing with these primal forces of of the world you know i mean that's that's just (laughs) the way it is and um, but there's you know that when you go too far into the mental side, you can lose your lose your you know your head so far in the clouds, you lose your brain there. You still yeah. have to have your feet grounded in the world, and I think that's where you know from my message, I've had a good experience in both. I've had the fucked up weird shit happen in my life, but I took <laughs> I took notes and I paid attention and I didn't dismiss it. And I also studied and learned a lot about how we as human beings, you know, function not only through Fighting, but but mentally, how our brains work, how we perceive information, and, and beyond. Yeah. And, and so, and we are much more uh, perceptive than you know uh, hardly any of us know. And I think you know, martial artists, for the great extent, the, the professional martial artists, they get they they get that because they're not sitting behind a cubicle, killing themselves every day, staring at a computer that's that's narrowing up their
0: focus. You know, because you're, so, you're staring at the screen. Like I don't know, man. Because I think the same thing about seduction. I think seduction. You know, you can do the same for both things, like sex and violence are on such... Some people will say they're on low levels of the brain, they're limbic levels of the brain, but I say they're such high levels of the brain, like the purest form of where we're getting in touch with who we are. And that's where you get a, a template for life, like a true kind of map of where things are at like I was talking to you about that meditation thing the other day and it was like instantly it was like you know what you're supposed to do with your life it's so obvious but when you're in those modes of of violence or or even you could say trauma there is a clarity that comes into play like f- fuck man when uh uh so, dude sex and violence is the root of my sexual life like my yeah. first girlfriend got kidnapped and raped and dude I tell you they just yeah, caught yeah. the guys no. Se- 16, 17 years later they caught the guys through DNA wow. isn't that, isn't that mess? Awesome. the cops fucked up they fucked everything up in that fucking piece of shit like dude, it, it's retarded, man. It is so fucking stupid. But they—they uh, they were just such assholes and idiots. And, and I talked to her. I, I don't. I didn't talk to her much, but she contacted me saying, "Hey, look, I wanted you to know that they caught the guy." So we talked on the phone for the first time in like 16 years, wow. right? And uh, they were talking. We were talking about the investigation, and she was telling me about all the different suspect things that they were, because they suspected me of. It was like. 180 bucks in a gas station and like a carton of cigarettes that was stolen as well as her being kidnapped and like fucking all this fucked up shit. Anyway, but, uh, the the investigators at the time fucked it up, and they still had her clothes, and on the clothes they had a piece of DNA, DNA that matched with a guy who was in prison or something. And actually, I talked to her about it, and I said, "Hey man, do you do you even care anymore?" She's like, "Of course I care. I want these people to." Suck. And she had it, dude. I didn't have shit happen to me, but the trauma of that yeah. was like so great. And I said, like, "Man, I, I you're you're you have a much different perspective on this than me, or a much different. Uh, you had a harder situation than I. But man, I'm kind of over it. You know, like I yeah. in my mind." i've worked past that and I see it as like an awesome an awesome part of my life not that that was good but it demonstrated life to me yeah. It demonstrated that life has this process of growth which you don't understand that is going to be just so crazy but to, this is the this is what I'm getting at is that sex and violence you know that was the root of my fucking, you know, existence with all that stuff and my, my sex life. And, and it, when you're, when you're with a girl or you're in a relationship or you're having sex or you're in a fight, you get bullied. I mean, talk about, dude, okay, so I wasn't really bullied, but we knew who did that. We knew whose family did that and, and we couldn't do anything about it. And that's like the ultimate bully. Right. That's like, and the fucked up thing is, is like six months later, my friend's girlfriend in Huntington Beach got raped, and. They, he he like got pissed off about it oh man I remember this guy this guy oh dude such a good friend of mine such a good like I went to rehab this guy also went to rehab and he goes dude I know you went through this and I said man you've got to like and you know I'm like 19 at the time so I don't really know shit but I'm like look you got to accept it in some way and work past it and I remember telling him this and talking to him about it and saying that we had to do the same thing and he's like no man and it was this Huntington Beach skinhead guy that had raped his chick and um He, you know, his sister got, his family got pissed off. His sister's boyfriend went to go fuck the guy up and the the skinhead killed him. (laughs) And I remember, like, two weeks afterwards he said dude man this has just gotten so much worse but talk about the mentality of bullying in that i talk about this when i go to rehabs i'm like we knew who did this and i've interacted with the guy a year later well his family like his brother or something did it right but or or whatever i don't want to put but we knew the fucking contacts and i interacted with him and and the girl and i had broken up by then and uh i remember he said hey hey i remember you you know you're that guy uh who worked at that gas station with me and remember that girl accused us of that shit man that's bullshit and I just looked at him going like and you couldn't like yeah, right. you know it was one of those decisions where I actively decided like I'm not gonna do it and I felt like I and yeah you could have kicked his ass or whatever I don't know what that would have gotten but the shame that got associated with that yeah. the bitchified whatever of like you know transferred into when like some other person like stepped on my toes I would think about plot about how I was gonna kill them for the, but it was that anger being fucking built and held in that I couldn't exude and speak my mind in the moment with that person that transferred over into a whole bunch of other yeah. chaos in my life that are it, is And
1: that that is in essence the the definition of a traumatic event when you when something gets internalized. Yeah, like yeah. That, it, it will, you know, that can take a whole bunch of different things to release, but it, it's really about see to me this is where the, the martial arts work where, where you really get in touch with yourself. You'll feel where that stuff is stored in your body, yeah. and and because our bodies and our minds and whether it's your energy for wherever you want want to say it, that it gets put in such a deep level that when you get in touch with yourself, you'll start you'll start learning where the locality is, and you go, okay, what is this? And, and so th- it is a traumatic event. It's like post-traumatic stress. The, you know, these things get into such a deep level. Yeah, it can take years and years to to. Forgive people. And I'm not, you know, yeah. I'm not saying fuck I'm a, I'm a forgiver, but there is something to that. And really it's about it's about recognizing what part of that are we holding on to because when we hold on to something, just like me with the bullies, mm-hmm. all of a sudden I wanted to I wanted to release that so bad I was drawing bullies to me left and right because I wanted to get yeah. that out and I wanted to I wanted to straight blast it onto this guy. <laughs> and, and when I you know it took me years, but when I finally released it, and I won't say it's a, it's a hundred percent because every now and then a guy will look at me and I I know it's me that's provoking it and I don't even yeah. realize it and it's not and it's, you know and it, it could just be a word but it could be a feeling because we really do self-communicate with people on, a, on such a subtle level that we you know if somebody picks up our, our unconscious suggestions you know then we'll be like why the fuck does everything happen to me it's it's the chick who always gets beat by her boyfriend even though she has a new boyfriend Dude, every three yeah, months she yeah. is, she is desperately you know pulling whatever she's trying to learn from that situation she is just as much his fault about that as it? and it's hard to say that. Like you know, you don't say that to your your chick who got raped, you know. But if if I were her, and you really want to get it over, look at it and go, how did I create this? Because that, yeah. You know, and it might, you might not have, but that's a that's a strong stance because it's start you're just starting to change your locus of control from shits happening to me to how am
0: well, dude, I do, you know creating this. Perfect example is is like that situation. Let's take the eighteen year old Steve. The 18 year old Steve is at this gas station. I can't stand up. I mean the guys were there yeah. when I was there. And I walked across the street to Del Taco. you remember Del Taco? They need yeah, Del Taco yeah. out here. Yeah, man. It's do. the best thing in the world. <laughs> Fuck. And, and this is how awesome it was. I walked across the street to Del Taco. I order some food with my buddies. We're smoking cigarettes outside the Del Taco. The alarms are going off at the place and a cop is harassing us. It's like, oh you're 18, huh? Well how about if I did call your parents and, and say what you're doing. You know the loitering's a crime and we're like we ordered food he's harassing us, this is in the police report man this is like well the alarms are going off because we walked across the street, they, they robbed the place and like fucking went and did their business and then kidnapped it but it was like that, and then they're questioning me they're like right, well right. you know what were you communicating to them, well this is, I'm like dude there was a cop there but I didn't know how to stand up for myself yeah. and so I didn't, I didn't know any of that stuff, I didn't know I didn't know shit about what what was happening with the world i didn't know how to like you know be a boyfriend to a girl i didn't know how to convey emotions and so you know the crazy thing is is then this shit happens then this fucking shit happens and when the shit happens like i don't know what to do and then you jump forward now i'm 34 all right Shit has happened in my life in this month like fucking crazy, and the dealing with it process is way different, you know. Yeah. And that's even where like I'd say a lot of these insights come into play, man. My powerlessness and some of it is huge. What can I? What can I change? What can't I change? What can I work on? And it, it, I forget what you were talking about, but when I was like meditating all this all this stuff, one of the definitions was like life. What is life? Life is is this. There's pain. Pain, there's pleasure. And I'm asking myself when I was in this like deep meditative state, I'm like, you know, is is that like the Buddhist idea of suffering? And it's like, well, don't think of it in that way. This is just a filter of me. Yeah. I'm not saying what well, yeah. Buddhism is or, or isn't or whatever. I, it, but it was like, don't think of it in that way. Think of it that if you're existing, your feet are on the ground. You're part of this. You can reach some, like, great levels of thought or whatever, and you can have all this awesome shit happen, but you're still a human being where you're a, a slave to the rules of humanity where you can get hurt or whatever and I think that's that's part of the thing with fighting is that you can get so into philosophy but the organic the core nature of sweating and punching and hurting and, and living by your limitations what is, uh, this guy Philip Glass is a music composer but my friend Ben has worked with all these music people and now he always says something along the lines I'm going to fuck up the Philip Glass quote now but he says your genius your own genius is defined by your own limitations And so he writes music in a very specific way. You know, he's not going to write like Mozart or whatever, but he's going to write like Philip Glass writes. But, dude, if I'm wrestling with somebody or if I get hit in the head, I'm going to get hurt. You know, Or if somebody's stronger than me, I, you know, I, I have to take that and work with it in a different way. And I think fighting for me, and this is what I was telling my buddy last night, I'm like, dude, you should train with us because I never think about fighting people now. I think I might get pissed off or whatever, but I never have that. Uh, that is out of me, that pent-up whatever. Yeah. Like, I don't want to get in a fight, man. <laughs> I do and I don't because I want to like, test myself because it's way different yeah, when yeah, you right, yeah. get in a real fight, man, which actually we should talk about that. But when you get in a real fight as opposed to training for a fight, But all the sparring, all the wrestling, all that stuff gets it out of my system to the point where it's like, shit, man. You know, the anger that's propelling me, no more, and I can sit there and look at, like, the true self.
1: Well, that's a good metaphor for – the martial arts a good metaphor for life because we we, – in JKD, we want to say, you know, our only limitation is that we have no limitation, using no way as a way. Mm -hmm. You know, and and so – with that we don't we don't want to confine ourselves but so in order to not confine yourselves you have to run up against those things that do confine you so you, you do get hit in the head and you do it's a learning process and, and there are things that you can't do only but i I'll always add the, the caveat or, or the uh, you know the axiom that you know there are things that I may not be able to presently do I'm learning because if you say oh, I can't do that you create that mental barrier right. you do create a limitation at the same time you don't want to get so manic or so 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 crazy out there that you're you're eating somebody's face in the (laughs) in Miami yeah yeah. you're you're hallucinating you're a tiger (laughs) or whatever the fuck but you know we have to we have it's a delicate dance between keeping these 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 Internal beliefs about what, uh, what what's possible for us and what's not, and keeping those in line with reality. But too many people nowadays they just you know they're in that box. But it's societal, and and a lot of it's on purpose to keep people where they're at, to keep them away from their own power. You know, to me, I I mean I have so many crazy beliefs about what we can actually do, um, but at the same time I, I look at things and I go, well, that's probably possible, but is it probable based on where we're at right now? And that's where the real. We're and, and the grounding yeah. comes back. It's like, yeah, I could probably go into a meta state and, and you know set the DA's hair on fire just by thinking about it. But is that probable, given my current understanding of how you know telekinesis works? No, it's not. You know, fucking, I'm not going to waste my time on it. But it's still possible. Whenever we say something's possible or not or or impossible, we create beliefs and filters. And so you know when people say, oh, that's bullshit, you've just created a belief that's going to filter out any information that's going to give you the you know something contrary to So then that what's
0: like, that. like what would you say is the middle ground to that? Because like when you take like like for instance you take if you read the book Social Intelligence, it's a good book. Um, I was looking for it by Emma Red Ahead. Yeah, it gives like a good scientific breakdown to stuff, but when there's certain things you don't understand, I think then we open our minds like a little bit too much to like like when you see Darren Brown, Darren Brown pulls off some crazy shit, he's getting a guy to get his wallet and then Darren Brown could sit there and say he could say, All right, you know, tie your fucking dick in a knot, and you can do these things. And then guys are like, Man, I'm gonna tie my dick in a knot. You know, it's like the yeah. belief level yeah. of yeah. following that guy just can go to absurdity if you yeah. want but uh, so I, I, I don't know man I, I always do have that skeptical it, it's you know it's the what if philosophy for me it's like well
1: you know that might not be true but what if it is and just putting that on the end of a thought will open that filter up to receive information yeah. in case it is true yeah and, I think open minded or, or in like internal language that's where neuro linguistics is so important in this is how we structure our language because it creates it it's, it's, helps create those filters of what's yeah. possible and our internal belief <laughs> So just by restructuring the language, you can say, you know, oh, I can't fucking do that. Versus, you know, you know, I can't fucking so do that. I right now? But I'm this is where my
0: beliefs are all fucked up. I, I, I'm like, okay, so if you say certain are things, are yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So if you say certain things, that that's what is going con, to construct your thought pattern. I if, think if experience. That's what you like, Every belief is make believe.
1: Every belief is make believe because it's made up in your mind, right? Beliefs is but belief is right, one right. of those wheelbarrow words. You can't put in a wheelbarrow. You can put a chair in a wheelbarrow wheelbarrow, you can put a computer, but you can't put a belief. You can't put confidence, you can't put love. Those are internal constructs that we as human beings are creating. Each one of us probably has a different interpretation of what those words mean. Mm-hmm. So those are malleable words. Those are words that we can kind of play with. You know, my, my wife she'll say, you know, you just don't love me. And shit like, that. and like you know, I thought I don't was love only you the way you want me to love you, but I love you, you know. Yeah, it's like, come yeah. on, those are those are words th- that people, when they say them, are, are unique to that person. They're like fingerprints, even though we have general ways of communicating. But when people are saying those types of words, those are things that we can go, wait a minute, well, that's an unconscious representation. Well, beliefs are like that as well. And so when, when I hear people say, and I do it too, we all do it, when people People say well, when I do this, then that means this. I always say, yeah, for you because that's what you're you're creating that belief. That belief means nothing, but it's it's interacting with the information that's coming into you, and it's filtering, it's generalizing, deleting, and distorting that information. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And that's just a function of us being human beings. Why why are martial artists such crazy people? <laughs> <laughs> it's like dude, every you talk to you talk to uh, Professor Vandry, who's this like another guy who's like yeah. on this other level of. of yeah. thinking and all that stuff but it's so like it's so idiosyncratic in his own way but I mean it's like fucking it's brilliant man I mean you know it gets on this level of like you're like whoa what the fuck (laughs) man Jesus Christ but uh you know it's to me it's
1: well I, I think a good starting point for anybody is to to just take on the belief that you probably don't know what the fuck is going on to yeah. that extent, and to yeah. what extent, and you probably don't know how powerful you are as a human being and what you can really accomplish. That's a good one. That's just saying, you know what? I don't know how powerful I probably am because I think one of the biggest things. You know, I'm, I'm a bit of a conspiracy guy, but I, I, that's based more on my experience. I mean, I've seen, I've seen, you know, and talked to government guys back in the day before I knew any of this shit, and you know, there's a. Lot lot of, of manipulation going on as far as keeping us on a certain level and, and if that if they're taking the pains and I don't mean you know, it's not concerted effort um, all the time but uh, it's more often than what you would think but if there's an effort to keep us at a certain level then that, that must mean something. It must mean that we're probably capable. For example yeah. you could take anybody on this call and say hey man have you ever fucking thought about somebody that you haven't thought about in a long time and they called you and you're like, fuck yeah, that, you know, almost everyone. Like, right, not yeah. somebody that you can guess the pattern. Well, they always call me at three o'clock on, yeah, you know, yeah, on yeah. Wednesday. But somebody you no, yeah. talk with, somebody will go, yeah, man, that's happened to me. I've had that experience. Well, what's the mathematical probability of that fucking occurring? To almost everybody, you right. meet, if you ask them, it's not. It's a normal. It's a normal function of, of our perception. And so, if we're capable of somehow through distance and time knowing that somebody is going to call us, or or we're thinking about each other at the same time. They just happen to pick up the phone first. What is that mechanism? What else can we do? Well, so, you know, but at the same time, you don't want to get so fucking crazy that you spend your life trying to figure this shit out because you'll miss
0: the reality that's in front of you. Right, right, so right. So that's where that chance yeah. comes in. I mean, I think, I think when you talk about probability, see, I always hate that. Like, like, uh, like a C, the poker player, fucking brilliant guy became a millionaire when he was 19 or 20. I think when he was 19. We should and, profit, uh, that motherfucker. He, what? <laughs> we, we should rob that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know Dude, yeah, well, I I know some things, but, uh, but no, he, uh, he's like a probability guy and I'd always tell him, I'm like, dude, whatever, man. And he's one of those guys that's so smart that you're like, when I started working with him, I was like 32 or something and he's like 20 and, uh, (laughs) or whatever age he was and, 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 uh he's like telling me well no this is how stuff works and I'm like no it doesn't work that way and I would say stuff I'm like okay imagine this dude imagine the probability of you being that fucking sperm hitting your mom's egg and then after that imagine the probability of like all the shit happening like you can't you can fucking you can guess how traffic and weather and all this stuff is going to be but you can't guess the individual actions of what's going on in those people's cars and because there's just so much more and if you limit it to something that you can understand stand, you know, then you're automatically going to take yourself out of that equation and not have the open-mindedness to go with it. But, and this is like, I always like talking to you about this stuff, but also there 's two thing, two other things I want to ask you is about what 's the fucking difference between martial arts and real street fighting and then <laughs> like self defense shit and then what guys can do to get this mentality and then <laughs> and then like open it up with these guys because I want them to talk to yeah, you too yeah. but uh, well martial arts is is i mean
1: that 's a broad term saying like sports you know it 's just the arts uh, Typically, that have to do with hand-to-hand combat, yeah. and you know, historically, it had to do more with warfare arts. But they, they, we, we kind of got out of that. So, the term martial arts, like more, tra- I would say, more traditional martial arts versus street fighting, and and even and I'll lump MMA. Uh, is different from street fighting in that uh you know once again you're you're not limited and you don't you look at the street fight as more of a scenario and 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 where you have no rules and the guy in front of you or the guys in front of you are probably better fighters than you Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of other uh, extended circumstances you may need to take you know and you have to use your brain you have to be able to you know know who to hit first how to hit him hit him with what and where your exits are, and, and that's an, a situational awareness. So it, it goes a little bit beyond, um, you know, just doing the technique. Martial arts will will deal. Sometimes they'll have a philosophy, and they'll deal with that side of things. But if it's a if it's a fighting martial art, usually they're going to deal more with the technique. And and even MMA, it's te- it's it's functional techniques within the realm of one on one fighting in a cage with some rules. And even though. But what happens is a good martial art, a good MMA fighter is going to be, uh, you know, in a one-on-one fight with me, he's going to wipe me up because he's got, his attributes are in a high level, he's, he's got yeah. strength, timing, and distance, in shape. Yeah, and, yeah. and he's in shape, he can take damage, and that's what fighting is, It's movement, it's the ability to, to take, you know, to, to, to move with the chaos, and if your, your movements are sharper than mine, and you have a better range and better better control of the distance than me, and your, your technique's sharper, you have more endurance you're going to beat me but if I hit you in the head with an ashtray before you get a chance to do that because I read the situation correctly then who's the better fighter yeah. so it becomes about survival street fighting is about survivability if I survive mm-hmm. I won I don't give a fuck if I took damage if I got out there I win, I won
0: now have you ever hit anybody in the head with an ashtray yeah oh you have really oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. beer bottle yeah yeah but you you
1: you know for me i was always you know also i've always had um you know i'm, I'm a sense of guy do i am not like it makes me sick when i sometimes when i when i have hurt people but I, and i've always injured to degree just out of like yeah, having I, that, that dude, aspect of isn't myself isn't that yeah. like a
0: dude that's fucking crazy because i i don't I, I don't really get fights but i got in a fight when i was like 28 or 29 or something and this was actually interesting cuz in fort worth like dude when i moved to Texas, I I talked some, I drank a lot, I talked some serious shit. Well, people in Texas drink way more than I could ever fuck. I mean, these guys are like, I I don't, I mean, we're all similar genetics or whatever, but these guys could fucking. There's this one bar, the Black Dog in Fort Worth, which is now closed, and the owner is dead, sadly. Rest in peace, Tad. But, uh, the, they would serve this drink called the Claude Simpson and it was a shot of whiskey that was like a heavy hand, I mean it was more than a shot and a patch Blue Ribbon for three bucks and we would drink those things and get fucking wasted the first week I, I was there I got hit in the head with a beer bottle and I didn't get knocked out nor did it break and I got punched in the face and then I think I just like wrestled the guy And, like, in fact, I think at the time, like, he got on top of me and was heavier, but eventually I got to the top, and he was just so tired, he's like, oh, stop, stop, stop. And even when I was on bottom, he thought, like, I did not, I mean, I was, like, couldn't breathe, but I'm like, I'm not going to give up or whatever. But, uh, uh... And then after that, nobody fucking fought me, man. Nobody, nobody... And I would talk so much shit. I would... I was just such a fucked up drunk. I'd pee on people. i like... This was even before pickup, but I remember I screwed this guy's girlfriend and got, like, real, like, oh, well, whatever, man. How did I taste? Or whatever. You know, just, like, such a dick, like, all the time and, like, did not... Was fearless. So nobody fought me, and I'm smaller. Like, nobody fucking did shit to me. And then one time, this guy fucked with this chick I knew and maybe she was talking shit she could have been like lying it's like like you're saying girls in abusive relationships always end up in abusive relationships I've been abused no man you're picking fights with people
2: you're picking fucking
0: fights and you're losing and then complaining and then staying around and coming anyway but um so she, my buddy liked this girl, so he got mad at the guy, and he went after him, and he, like, pushed the guy, and the guy fell, and I was like, oh, fuck, man, my buddy Nick's, like, getting getting in a fight, so I just jumped on the guy, man, and I wrestled him and took him down, and I fucking did that, (laughs) but to me, it was, like, it wasn't about hurting him, and the level of, like, hurt or pain that I had was, like, verbal and mental abuse, and I remember, I was like, you fucking asshole, open your mouth, I'm gonna spit in your mouth, you bitch. Like, fucking take off his shoes. Take off his shoes and wake him walk barefoot. Like, I'm gonna stand on top of him or I'm gonna sit on top of him and, like, humiliating the guy, man. And that was my whole thing that I thought, like, in the moment. And again, dude, I had done... Fucking karate for like god dude a long time, like eight or nine years. I had done uh like some taekwondo shit. I'd done a bunch of stuff at that time. But what I did in a fight was the three years of wrestling that I did. <laughs> and that's yeah, what because, I did. Because the training method is more realistic Yeah, actually grabbing
1: and yeah. that's yeah, you know, that's the difference too between a lot of well, that is the difference between the martial arts. When you look at things at a higher level, you can see the similarities in arts because a lot of the what happens is a lot of the techniques, if they're effective, will get transferred on. But then people start adding shit to it, and so you start looking at well, what's similar? Oh, wow, you know, Taekwondo has a technique that's similar to Thai boxing. How'd that happen? Or you know, mm-hmm. Sila has, a, has a takedown that's similar to Thai boxing and, and or Judo for that matter. How'd that happen? Well, it's because you know we're we're all built pretty much the same two arms, two legs, and yeah. fighting's fighting. And uh, it's just the other stuff we have to kinda of ha- hack away at, but it's the training method that makes that makes uh, makes or break uh, yeah. you know a martial art. And, and that for that for in that you know JKD is where we, we take it to another level. It's the individual that's more important than than any art. Because everybody's different so you want to tailor your fighting style for you. You don't want to try to emulate anybody as far as so, you know, maybe, maybe bits and pieces of them, but but not so much to where you're a 300-pound man doing a Jean-Claude Van <laughs> <kick, laughs>
0: Damme split kick. You know? Dude, there, this is actually another time, because you were talking about hurting people and the reaction towards that. And in Hawaii one time, uh, and this, there's been times where, I, I'm sure this happened to me, but of course I'm going to talk about times it did to other people. But <laughs> I punched a guy, and we were kind of fucking, we were mad. But, like, dude, when people fight in Hawaii, they can get pretty crazy, and it's, like, rage-filled. And I'm not talking about those fights. I was talking about, like, some Mm shit-talking, and we were, like, pushing each other back and forth. And I punched a guy, and I hit him. I don't even think I felt that I hit him hard, but I hit him in a place that hurt. And immediately his face changed. And when his face changed, I couldn't do anymore. And he started crying, and, and, like, he wasn't, like, crying... He, like, what, and you get these, like, instances of knowing what it meant, and of course it's just an interpretation, but he started crying about other shit. Like, that his life wasn't good. And he sat down, and I was just, hey, man, sorry. You know, and immediately there it stopped. Yeah. Like, all the fucking, like, whatever we were pissed off about or fucking around about, like, stopped. And there was, like, this huge level of, like, compassion that came through. And to be honest, man, I don't think I could hurt somebody to the point of where, like, I needed, it depends it depends on what the situation
1: I used to think that too but when somebody's trying to kill you <laughs>
0: yeah I've you never know, done it's, that
1: man. it's so. not uh, it's different you know it you can tell because there is you get uh, in any any traumatic thing in fighting is one of those our unconscious minds are, are brilliant in that when something dangerous happens yep. everything shuts off yep. and you're, you're, you're hyper focused yeah. and, and sometimes that can fuck with your perceptions but you will you will take in in, in an instant what that person is going on in, inside of them. For example, your friend, he's mad at you and he's yelling at you and you hit him, but he, he didn't want to fight you. He wanted to overcome whatever
0: problem yeah, he was dealing like, with. Instantaneously yeah. you got that.
1: Whereas where, when somebody else who wants to kill you is coming at you, you hit him and you see that wild look, you're like, this is different. And you immediately take that in. You you, you have to, you will, if you train correctly, you will deal with it. doesn't mean you'll survive because you don't know that, you know, it's chaos. Chaotic. You may fall and trip and, like, oh, fuck, I'm dead. But it, it's, you, you will take all of that in. Dude, and, so how do you train for that, man? That's that's where we train uh, when we, we, you know, you've done it in our class, but we have to train our mindset with the different ranges. And we have to know when the situation calls for. And we, we tie this to trapping range when we do our our, our rally. When we go in to, to grab the head, headbutts, knees, elbows, thumbs in the eyes, when we want to do the most vicious things that we can possibly do to another human being, we have to go 100% with all of our rage and our emotional content. Mm-hmm. But we don't want to use that at long range or, or some of the other ranges because we have to keep our wits. We have to look around us. Yeah. We have to. We don't want to blow our wad. We don't want to lose our, our endurance. And so, um, but but if the situation calls for it, and he crashes, and we know in an instant that it's life or death, you, you have to make that decision. so you you train your emotional intensity by pushing yourself. Like, you know saying hey, you can do it. With burpees, but it's really, you know, it's like See. hitting hitting that hitting that emotional threshold, and really, that's where a positive hallucination comes in, where you turn it on, and you you say to yourself, well, right now I'm going in a killing rage, and I'm going to do whatever it takes to to destroy the yeah. person in front of me. When the range breaks, you go back out and you you think of nothing. So it's the it's the polarity of going from nothing to everything, back to nothing to everything, yeah. on, and that's your killer instinct. It's turning it on, going from zero to a thousand. Back to zero again. And well, dude, using your will for that. this is
0: like that PTSD stuff. Is like, I'll meet guys who are soldiers or whatever, and they've had whatever stuff. And, and I think this is where the martial arts, why this is there. That need for peace and philosophy and search for meaning of things that are bigger, or, or like peaceful, or whatever, or good, or love, or, or because. With dudes in war, don't have that. Like they don't, and that's why they're like. Because I, I truly believe. I, I know you've been in like, whatever thirty fights, like street fights or whatever, or something around there. But they're traumatic. They're they're real. They're, a lot of the times they're fighting for your life type stuff. And uh, and I, I don't think you're sitting there trying to encourage like bad shit to happen. But the the thing is, is like those guys who are at, in war are. They do, I mean, like, not saying names of a guy that I know, his buddy, they were in a shootout. They were in a, a gunfight with somebody, and I, I don't know, it might have been Fallujah or something, but in Side Fire, his buddy had accidentally shot. A child in the in the eye and he went up and afterwards the guy was all upset and he went up and he's like, all I knew what to do the child was dead is to go up and uh, shoot the kid in the other eye and say that's what friends are for, get over it and he felt, he never told anybody about that and he felt guilty about that and whatever, I mean you could listen to that and you can go like, man what a fucked up person or whatever, but when you're in war and those things like you don't know what's going on and you do you do, you do whatever you know, yeah. Yeah. and and you don't hold on to that and learn to have that sort of like peace afterwards well and there there are people that can uh, go
1: in those situations and they're perfectly fine after and, and that's that's part of your you know it's part of you know sometimes it's a discipline it can be it can be something that they learn from their parents some people are just built that way to where they can detach themselves do the job at hand know that this situation's yeah. out of their control yeah. they do what they need to do to survive and then when they get back to the world they and they're a minority but when they get back to the world they're fine whereas other people it's it's that moral uh, you know the moral compass that, that they can't get over and they can they they can't well, corrupt it and, and so it's uh you know uh, it's a t- it's a tough thing but it, it it's it's kind of weird how we a lot of people react one way, and a lot of people react another way. And, mm-hmm. and there's 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 like people in the middle. There's people who they just can't deal with the trauma, and then there's people who enjoy the trauma. And those are the people that we try to stay away from. <laughs> but it's true, you know that. <laughs> well, more, that's their identity, you know, man. That's who they are. That's what they attach and, themselves and, to. You know, as a species, those are the predators, and, and they're they're out there.
0: And, but look, I think there's there's difference between guilt and then trauma. So some people might have guilt, right, right. but when it comes to like PTSD stuff, because there's different. Forms or whatever, but uh, there's repeated trauma. Like generally, like what they say is like 90% of PTSD had to have some sort of trauma as a child to attach itself to. But if you're having repeated PTSD, like or repeated traumatic experiences that keep going, I could see how it would like absolutely develop, man. But what it is is it's that secret, man. It's that secret nobody wants to talk about. Oh, I did this. Oh, I feel guilty about this. And then it gets stuck in you and it gets interpreted and I you're know, you talking about open-mindedness of of verbiage or or of what you're saying and that you need to be open to it and not restrict yourself but if you're restrictful with your feelings or things that have happened to you and this is where sex, violence, like all the greatest things humanity is capable of. Like what are are socializing, sex, eating, you know, uh, the some sort of fighting, some sort of living within the Earth's boundaries like at our core level, this is where we need to be expressing the most. And I don't mean being violent to everybody. I don't mean being se- having sex with everybody. But realizing that that is a language in itself that needs to be expressed. If we hold on to it, we're trying to hold on to something which is on such a big level of communication that it's going to get its way out of us yeah. by breaking and destroying us. Yeah, the, the, you know,
1: the message... <clears throat>
0: the message
1: uh, messenger never rests till the message is delivered, and, and that's where you know, we can't hold the. That's what I was saying that's what you know, I you'll feel it. I yeah, exactly. <laughs> get it. I mean that, but that's to me that's when when you get in touch with yourself you'll feel these things inside of you, and that's and it becomes a choice where you go do you want to, do you want to hold on to this anymore? Yeah. And, and and you have you know you may not know how to get rid of it, but uh, if. If you're having that cognitive dissonance, there's a reason for that. You know, there's there's there, there's all sorts of physiological reasons too. I mean, it, we we have two parts of the brain and two hemispheres, and oftentimes they'll they'll store the same experience differently, and it will it will create that that uh, it'll create some sort of stress in, in people. So there's a lot of things like that going on on top of our our social condition, on top of our whatever. You know, religious conditioning and 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 things like that. And we—that's right. We need to express ourselves as human beings, to to you know, and to know. Okay, this is a part of me that's fucking me up, because acknowledging it is the first part of getting getting rid of it or getting over it. And it's the same thing as like my jujitsu game. Well, in what position am I getting fucked up? Oh, this is what's fucking me up. And so you, you're that's the first part of, of transcending to a new level is recognizing where and how that problem's occurring. You, you may not know how to for you to to overcome it, but that's the first part of it. So you know, I think expressing it and and you know we can't hide these aspects of our Ourselves from ourselves, you, you can't. You know. Yeah. Well, you, you can, but you'll. It will manifest in some point in your life. And and but most people just go about
0: oblivious. They don't. They don't recognize it for what it is. Why? Why would you say is it important for people to learn about like street fighting and, and or this style?
1: Well, for me, for me, it's like this. Like, you know, because because violence is a primal driver. You know. Um, to take yourself from from having you know an emotional zero to where you're calm, you're, you're you're perfectly fine, you're at peace with everything, to 100% violence, chaotic, whatever you want, whatever label mm-hmm. you want to do. Ha, first of all, it gives you emotional range, and that will transfer over into communication, and picking chicks up. And yeah. it, and what happens is it becomes that unspoken piece of yourself. Like, have you ever seen somebody who who's like, you know, they're good at something, or they just you know. It could be a chick. She just has her shit together, and you go, wow, there's something different about that person. Mm. It's because they've, they've come to terms with some part of themselves yeah. themselves that you yeah. haven't. And so you, yeah. you acknowledge that, and you go, wow, that's really attractive. Well, it's that same thing. You, you're, you know, Too many of us, like when I was younger, I didn't have the, the hard side of, of things. I didn't know how to be a man, so I was getting my ass kicked, and I was internalizing all this pain. And so the only way for me to get that pain out is to move my emotional lever to the extreme. Yeah. And so not – not to the point where it controlled me but some people are so far in the extreme they don't know how to get in touch with their feminine side so there's no balance Right, right. and sometimes some people are so so feminine when they do get confronted when something happens and that emotional trigger gets tripped then they go into murderous rage, and they don't know how to deal with the emotions that come up because they've never been. Yeah, yeah. So, the, so that's shock, part of it. Yeah. And then a lot of times, the, they that you know when they when when they, that transfers over, like just use pickup as an example. They're so emotionally balled up that all that nervousness comes out. Whereas if they were to put themselves into a, into a class where they're they're pushing themselves beyond their physical and mental limits and exploring their their ferocious yeah. side, a lot of that that nervous energy goes away. And that makes the pickup easy because you're like, well, I just I just
0: got Did some it. dude who choked me unconscious today, and, and this is a piece of cake. Well, this is the, the shitty thing with pickup and martial arts is martial arts does have an establishment. Even if you're talking to a guy who's not trying to fight or whatever, and he's doing a martial art which isn't combative. Most of the time, not all the time, he has a system that is thorough and defined and what the higher levels of whatever are. In pickup, it's like, well, let's fuck chicks, let's fuck chicks. You know, what what is it like to, to get the pickup? Like, are you fucking chicks in bathrooms? Are you fucking them the same night? Do you have five chicks? Do you have, you know... But when it comes down to it, where's the happiness of what you want? Where's the goal of what you want? Are you living a life that you want to live? And that's not... Fight no,
1: fight. I mean, yeah. our, and that's the, the perfect parallel is the street fighting life because, you know, the the, the beautiful thing about the pickup community is they've got all these um, in-field and lab reports, shit that's happened for, you know, it's like well, I did this in a street fight and this happened. You know, and with the UFC, seeing so mm-hmm. now we're spoiled because we could see a lot of the shit that works. Right. But with, with, you know, with the pickup, it's a lot of the communi- communication transfers right over to the sales but it's, it's, you know, this work, try this, this, and it's all these field reports so it's Actually, a report back to the UFC cage fight. You know, right. we have that data. And but let's say you just stick with street fighting, or you just stick with the pickup. Eventually, you're gonna you're gonna uh, run the life that all street fighters do, and it's either gonna catch up with you. You're gonna develop some you know some sort of uh, sociopathic <laughs> tendencies. Yeah, you know, yeah. you're gonna get the, you're gonna get a, a record. You're gonna get arrested. You're gonna get seriously injured. So it's a lifestyle that isn't sustainable. and and same thing with fucking chicks because there is an energetic exchange between between us and women and we do, it does change us and we change them and and if you're just fucking chicks, unless that's your your job or your lifestyle and it's not about anything else and you have that sociopathic, narcissistic personality if that's not who you are and and that's the minority the minority people are narcissistic they're they're the sociopaths and you know, there's probably a few really good pickup artists that are sociopaths but if that's not you then you're you're eventually some part of your world is going to fall apart because it, it's it is about more it is about you know getting those connections and 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 you know you're dealing with the primal forces of the universe not to get you know uh, n- nothing to be feared but because it's a creative force it unleashes all these other things and if you're just looking at it, just fucking chicks and, and fucking them over it's the same same lifestyle as street fighting eventually it's gonna Gonna, it's going to just lead to a hollow existence. What do you, you just go out to, to hurt somebody, you know, and eventually right. you're just, you're just hurting a father of two or three, putting yeah. somebody in a hospital and what does that get you? Yeah, I mean,
0: dude, hurting somebody is, I mean, I'm, I, I... Never really like hurt somebody on that level. That that was one of the things that I, I remember when I started seeing. Because my brother wrote a book on mixed martial arts, and so I'd see like people fight. And I remember uh, I was ringside when Robbie Lawler knocked out Frank Trigg was in Hawaii, Mm -hmm. and just seeing Trigg's face and hearing. The, the my, do, my dogs used to play with his great name. My dog used to play with his great oh, name. Oh really, Frank Yeah, yeah, yeah it was he's a nice guy. Yeah, he's a yeah. great guy, man. Yeah, he, fucking, fucking I haven't awesome. talked
1: to him in years, but
0: yeah, like fucking. You know, it's crazy. Is Randy Couture carried him out of the ring, man? Ugh. Carried him out. He was knocked out for I, so long. I will tell you. I
1: uh, I saw Lawler years. I mean, I think it was when When he was fat. No, he. Uh, it was when um, Hughes fought Trigg the, the second time. I think. Mm. I
0: don't know.
1: Anyway, it was back. It was back then, and I took one look at Lawler. I felt him from across. We were at the. He's the an hard intense dock. dude, man. That guy. He's a fucking know, intense he, guy. He's a predator. That guy's a street yeah. fighter. That he, like I, I because because of my my street fighting past, I immediately like felt him. Looked up and he just he just looked at me. But I was like, that's the guy who yeah. doesn't give a fuck if he hurts you. Well, because like, there are that do, that yeah, you stay away. The, dude, from, you totally. Not that he's a bad person. He's a, he's a killer. He's a predator. He, re, he he's that type of person that. Fuck, he may be a nice guy now, but give him the chance, man. Back Dude. then, he he would he'd would kill you. Let he me tell you, man.
0: He wouldn't lose any sleep over. He fucking so this guy. uh and Jason Miller was friend Jason May and Miller was friends with my brother and they did all this shit in Hawaii together whatever and and Jason was always like a famous dude in Hawaii or in his circles but he wasn't like the bully beat down guy yet or whatever uh, but he, you know he's he was always, always always a funny guy anyway he fought Lawler he was getting his ass kicked for like two rounds and then he ended up choking the guy and tapping Lawler out right so then Miller loses to Trig you know Trig gets the title and this is all the the whatever icon sports stuff. So we were actually in Hawaii, and Dan Henderson's there, Rampage's there, like all these people, Couture's there, and there's a whole bunch of fights. Miller fights some guy, and Lawler fights Trigg, and knocks him out or whatever. And Maybe actually this was, was this after the fights? This was after the fights. We all meet at some restaurant, and we're all hanging out. Robbie Lawler, Miller... Trigg and dude I was standing right next to Robbie Lawler and I because I was with Jason Jason Miller and his girlfriend at the time and uh he just Miller's like, oh man, dude, you got the title now. I'm gonna get it back. He's just talking shit, dude. Because he's fucking Jason Miller, man. Yeah, yeah. You know what's funny is because like I would, I would also be like loud and talk a lot of perverted shit. It would piss Jason off so bad. Uh, he's the man. He's the man. I was like just some dude standing there taking. I was the photographer. I was just some dude standing there taking pictures. But it would piss him off that I was like had a quick wit or something. But fucking uh, dude, you saw. Lawler didn't know what to say. He was this class clown asshole. Yeah. This was exactly what you saw on this guy's face, man. He was this class clown dickhead. You know, I'm going to fucking kill you. Yeah. And he's trying to laugh. Robbie Lawler's trying to laugh. Just go, oh, yeah, okay, well, anytime. You know, we'll sign up the fight. And, dude, you just saw this switch yeah. of, like... Yeah, I'll kill you. And it was a, just such a different mentality that, yeah. that people had. And, you know, dude, Jason, Jason, as crazy as he is, he's a tough guy, you know. They'll, like, refuse to tap out and stuff and, you know, whatever. And, yeah, you yeah. know, maybe he wasn't the most prepared guy for the fight with, what's his name, Bisbing, but... You know, he's, yeah,
1: I mean, that, but that's the, you know, those, those types of people, you, you learn real quick how to, how to recognize them.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah, dude. And, and also, you don't see that in MMA. You do not see that kind of like that Tyson anger, man. Yeah, yeah. You don't see that. Yeah. Whereas you see, that was my first thing. The first guy I interviewed was Travis Luter. And, you know, it's like, oh, man, he's this, like, real peaceful, intelligent guy, you know. And then there's, uh, who else? the uh, but like Couture man. Like all those guys were just uh, just so so mellow and cool and, and like Dan Henderson so mellow and, and uh, all, just the whole mix of all those guys fighting, it changed my perspective of it because these guys weren't like, I would assume they'd just be these stupid dudes or whatever and they were all really like thought through and intelligent and uh, I don't know man, just seemed to have like a professionality about them but at the same time Dude, all these guys could destroy me in any way, any way but yeah. they didn't have that fight of like the, the there was a difference. That anger, I, if it, I don't know if it's anger, but the, I guess you put it and you hit the nail on the head when it's like, dude, I could kill you. I could hurt you. Yeah, he, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't. And, and not feel, feel, bad. feel bad about He wouldn't it. feel bad. And when he knocked out Trigg, man, it, it was, I remember, boom, okay, that's a knockout. You could hear it. And of course, he's throwing punches, but you could stop when you, and you yeah. could see Trigg's eyes roll back. I mean, I was right there. He hit him like three or four times after that, you know, that fight, that was it, it was, uh, and you just see this guy drop and fucking Randy and some other trainer are, are taking him out of the ring, you know, five minutes later. It's fucking crazy, man. So I don't know, but okay. So all that being said, what could you tell people about defending themselves? Cause really when it comes down to it, when people are going to learn about Ed Aiken and force dynamics and all that sort of stuff. I I personally like the mentality and training and all that sort of shit, but what, what's kind of like the main principles to sit by? Well, first of all, you,
1: you, if you're going to do any martial arts, you need to just basically figure out why you want to do them. And um, For me, I kind of come the aspect like uh, two aspects. It's my passion. I I love to do it. I also love um, the realness. I like to keep it real, basically, when we train. I like the effectiveness, but I also like what it can do for you and opening up to these different avenues. So, uh, you know, you kind of want to look at what I do is, you know. You could do it for a very base level and and do it just for fighting and and realistic fighting. You're like a guy who wants more confidence, wants, you know, maybe you're not necessarily looking to fight, but if it ever goes down, you really want to know something effective to to protect yourself, that's what we can do. If you're a guy who wants to learn the philosophy of martial arts and be able to really take it to another level, we do that too. And we do it, you know, we do it through the training, but also through, uh, I think our training method is unique in that we we don't just stick with one thing but we we learn to adapt to all these different situations so it gives you a really good awareness not only of your body of motions of ranges of fighting but of, of you know it increases your situational awareness but your awareness of what's going on within yourself and and around you you know and i think um uh, you know, there's some people who want to do it for fitness, we do that, but the core is really understanding, you know, yourself, understanding how these forces that we use every day in martial arts and communication and whatever actually are existent and and, and are mirrored in the in the fighting aspect, but it's not just about that. We go beyond that and you can do that through through the training method, I guess we could say, where we don't stick with one thing—you're constantly evolving. Oh, what's up, Bill? Oh, yeah, what's so awesome up? So, but you know, it's—it's it's hard to put in, It's hard to put something that can't be confined in, in a, a confining definition wanna kick ass, go do an MMA class. But if you want to defend yourself, but, yeah, that's true. If you wanna just if you want to kick ass, you wanna compete, you go in something that where you have competition. But if you want to do something that uh, you know is about self defense, I would say really look at something that's that's functional, a good JKD class where they actually spar if you're not sparring and, and you want defense then don't do the martial art if they don't spar Cause what,
0: yeah 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 no dude seriously man I mean like and then sparring that way I think the biggest trouble would be like if I I mean it's tough to say but if I went against a guy who had just been studying traditional martial arts with some passive sparring I think I, I would do fairly well with him. But if a guy was training mixed martial arts and actively sparring a lot, you know, that guy would be, I mean, God, dude, he could cut so much... Well, who knows, man. But I well, think that there's have a lot of shitty MMA guy. fighters. Yeah, I mean, I suppose so. I'd like to see... I'd like to see what uh, Wes is, man. I gotta spar with him. He, but he's getting ready. So when you're training for an MMA match, are you trying to not get hit in the head? Because if you get concussed before you, you actually fight, you can get knocked out so Easily. Yeah, your your training method is not.
1: Um, if you're smart, you're not going to be changing. You know, you're gonna you're gonna curve down your, your sparring. Like you're hard sparring. You still want to spar hard, but you don't want to be you don't want to be rock and, sock and robots. You you want to do drills. You don't want to train to just you don't want to be a kickboxer boxer where you're sitting in the kitchen exchanging blows. Yeah. And they, you know that's why our you know what I do is good because it's geared for the street fight. You don't want to take a punch right. if you can help it. You're in and out. You're in and out, and it's the same but, thing with MMA because you've got those small gloves. So you you work the in and out. And you work the clinch. You know a lot of that will save you from having to. But just dude, before bang.
0: you trained with Vunak, didn't you get like in fights that lasted a long time? Time. Yeah, yeah yeah and you said it was one that lasted forever and you guys just <laughs> kept going yeah but then so what's the difference you start training with vunak and if you guys don't know who vunak is you can google him or look at his videos and yeah I
1: man you know I, I i train with a lot of guys i think vunak was one of the biggest um influences on me and he certainly has saved my ass in probably 99 percent of all my fights so yeah. just by, by by his his teachings and his philosophy he's he's by far my biggest influence and he taught me how to Look at things, how to learn things, as far as martial arts. Yeah. Look at teachers and, and people. And you and don't, agents.
0: if you fight somebody, you don't ever go to the ground, even though you, I, you're like I so have. dangerous. I have, <laughs> not, yeah, I have, but it was
1: basically because I fucked up. Like you don't in a street yeah. fight, you don't want to go to the ground. You're in a bad position. If the guy has friends, you're on top. Come over, kick you in the head, you're done. You know, you're 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 if you're holding somebody down, and uh, what happens is your view is limited. So anything can happen. You can get it by car because you're not. Watching your surroundings because right. you become focused on the person in front of you. Um, so it's not something that you want to do. especially Plus, you're on the concrete. I mean, you can you can be on top of a guy. who might be bigger than you, and he rolls you, and you hit your head on a curb. You're fucked. Right. You know, these are things you got you have to consider. And, and to me, it's like every fight is a, a potentially deadly situation. But even if the, the guy is a fucking librarian, if if I go to hit him and I slip and I hit my head, I'm dead. It's a deadly situation. If I hit that dude and He's not used to getting hit. On yeah. Time, oh, fuck. It's a deadly situation. So, you, you, when you start looking at that, you, your decisions to fight become, you know, uh, your your time in between fights becomes greater and greater. So it's 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 definitely different. But yeah, you don't. In my opinion, you don't want to go to the ground and refight if you can help it. And but if you end up there, you better know what the fuck you're doing. And that, yeah. That's right, only, right. you know, it's only happened to me once. Um, and, and I fucked up. I let the guy up and he was a, he was a fighter and he double legged me and I ended up on my back. Uh, You know, I choked him out and they got, I, I, you know,
2: what's funny actually, Phil, how would you define (laughs) Ed Aiken's teaching? Unconventionally badass. (laughs) uh, (laughs) No, seriously, man. Like I have, since since I've learned since I began what in February, learning your stuff, I've traveled around. I went through the fucking streets of Mexico for four months. Like, four months. Man. Yeah, yeah, for four the months. The F A, man. The uh, but no, traveling like on my own, backpacking, being in some, not. Hostile situations, but definitely could have, like... Dude, I remember, that, though, man. I fucking remember we were in Budapest and I was like, no, man, I've been training with this guy, and you're like,
0: alright, I gotta come to Austin, we gotta do this, man. No, it's all tactical. He was a guy, and Ed always sells himself short, but it's like, no, dude, this guy I trained with, like... Government force
2: level shit, dude. You know, yeah, but it's it's the little things of of keeping your awareness, knowing where the people at, like which people are cool, which people are potentially hostile, like aggressive. Like I I remember in in Budapest you were always walking with your flashlight. We weren't allowed to carry knives because it's a foreign country, but we you had a flashlight out. One guy followed me. And like you always had it out, like quick accessible, like easy to defend. Like those are the little tips that you learn, man. That's the tips that I learned that that helped. Oh, me there's one
0: time man I remember I got followed I was coming from, I was coming from Vicky's place what the fuck man better times but uh, but I was walking I crossed the street he crossed the street. I crossed the street. Again. I the, so I, I went down an alley, and we were on uh, Wiener or whatever, like Leo Wiener, and I went down the wrong street, and I'm like, fuck. Fuck, dude. So I, I had to turn around. I remember I had to turn around, and I was like, man, I'm going to turn around, and I'm
2: going to hold this out so you can see it and look like I'm going to kill somebody. <laughs> <laughs> that's, not, that's it, dude. But it could... Because... But you have so much confidence from from learning that stuff. You know, I mean, you give off that vibe like, I really don't give a fuck. Like, come come get some if you want some. Like, that's... Most people... Why does every man need to learn this? Why does every... Because, man, it's a primal shit. Like, you need to be able to at least yeah, take care of yourself. Itself, I mean, whether, you know, whether you want to go out there and fight and be the B- Billy Badass, like, that's cool. But at least me, like, I want to be able to take out a girl and be able to defend her, yeah. if not both of us, you know, and and walk away with that confidence. Damn. Like, I'm and not some pussy that's going to be pushed over. At least yeah, I'm going to yeah. give him a fucking. And love's just a chokehold hold away. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that, but it is. if they're willing, man, if they're willing. <laughs> That's like the Scott Nelson movie. Jesus <laughs> Christ. But anyway, yeah,
0: I don't know. Uh, last thing is is mentality, man. How the fuck do you, what do you say to guys to move towards this? You going to go run? Yeah. All right. All uh-huh. right. Okay, I'll, I'll say th- three.
1: I, there's some things I think that we don't do. Actually, you guys should probably start doing too. Um, but everyone, every person, guy or girl, should do do this every day, or, or at least a little bit every day. There's, there's a couple things. Number one is, and this helps with the mentality, because we we don't want to just work our, our aggressiveness. I'll, I'll get to that. But you want to work both sides. Mm-hmm. And so you, we need there's a reason there's different types of meditation different types of membership. but just as a daily exercise uh, we need to first we need to stretch you need to stretch you know in the morning to open your, yourself up and this does it opens up your, your energy whatever you want to call it but gets you looser you want to stretch and you want to have some period of time where you think of nothing so sit in a meditative state whatever clear your mind and your goal is just think of nothing it doesn't have to get all esoteric but what this does is it, it releases the mental chatter and that's the one side of when we're in the beginning of the situation we're in long range in a street fight you need to shut off all in, internal dialogue and assess that situation you can only do that if you if you practice shutting off your, your your mind, basically your chatter. So you do that through basically sitting in a quiet state for for a period of time and make it uncomfortable. And as you you know, as you have that internal dialogue, make that that the time in between the dialogue sh- you know longer and longer because it's almost impossible to have no ent- internal dialogue without training. Right. So that's one way to train it. Then you want to do some sort of visualization for your day where you're actually visualizing. Something you want you want to occur, or some part aspect of yourself, and put yourself both in the first perspective where you're looking through your own eyes, and also from a second third perspective. So you're popping in and out. That kind of gets you set for your day. That works the first part. Then if you want to get the the second part, you know, tabata rounds are actually a really good way to, if you're by yourself, to develop start developing a killer instinct. But you you don't just go with effort. A lot of people can do high high intensity effort. It's not that. It's high-intensity effort with the intention of of hurting or killing or maiming somebody in front of you. So it's the
0: emotion, or, or it's the emotion, and it's not it's not a. So by it's a bot round, you mean like two minutes on, one minute yeah, off? Yeah, a short, whatever intense
1: whatever burst of whatever it is with the emotional side of I'm I don't care what I'm gonna do I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. get through this or you know visualize your Which obstacle and your goal. It's like Twenty seconds. Yeah, yeah. Seconds. I do a little ritual with it, and I I put my when I after I do my visualization, I'll create whatever visualization I have into a, a symbol yeah. uh, and then as I do my Tabata round and, and get that emotion I'll, I'll see that symbol and charge it and so it's a, it bypasses a, it's, a, it's basically a self-hypnotic thing but it's one way to because you need to be comfortable with, with conjuring that that uh, that that emotional aspect so what it, it's mean? a combination of fear and rage and anger and 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 just the, the intensity to blast through anything. Like so nothing's gonna stop you. You're
0: visualizing something or like what is this? Alright, so so if you
1: you you have your day, you wake up, you stretch. This is just something to you know uh, because we have Phil's to too good for this yeah, conversation we has got to go out of here. Oh, fucking Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so love y'all I love you. you can do time of day but take, take, before you do your 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 um, meditative thing where you're emptying your mind you want to stretch a little bit because that that releases some of the yeah. it gets you more in touch with your body you want to be in touch with your body when you do this empty your mind then once you're in a good meditative state and you have some time where you've thought of nothing because that's that's your when you're long range and you're kickboxing you think of nothing there's no emotional content yeah. you can still hurt and injure somebody but you're looking to kind of pot shot with that you turn right. it on and off in short bursts so this is our this is where we calm ourselves when we assess situation right what I do then is I, I'll do some sort of visualization of something I want to do throughout the day you know or something I want to have happen for me or something I want to want to uh, increase or decrease within myself. Okay, so you want to get more clients, see yourself in the situation, seeing people attracted to you, whatever it is, whatever whatever mind fuck hallucination you want to do that, that's wrapped around your goal, you do it. And then what I do is I create a little symbol or a quick quick you know meme or or you know, I just basically create a, a symbol that's easy to see in your mind's eye. Then when you go do your Tabata rounds, you know, while you're doing it, concentrate on that symbol, but with all the emotional intensity and rage and, and anger and fear that you can muster and, and, and see that, uh, put it into that symbol to, to grow. So what happens is a dual effect. You're basically training your, your mind to go into straight blast mode and a killer instinct mode and then you're you're adding energy and attention and repetition to your to your uh, your meditation or basically it's a self-hypnotic
0: process. Yeah, do you, okay, this is actually something. I was talking about, about this with a guy last night and I said, man, pick up so fucked up because that always say, they access your anger. You know, your anger can use be used to push something, you know, to another level. But they never say like detach yourself from that and let and start accessing your good parts. And I was like, man, you look, just look at Star Wars. You know, give into the yeah. fear, give into the anger. So I think, but I think when you're saying that, and I think this is some again, martial arts have this shit defined. Whereas pickup, there's like peon instructors going like, we well, get your anger to motivate you. Anger is good. And it's like, man, but you gotta look the whole dynamic, you know, to the opposite of that is that, you know, there's other, uh, I guess, positive things. You could say love, you could say, you know, whatever, peace, acceptance, yada, yada, yada. But I think that no, well, uh, and that's a lot of that stuff comes with with having the balance
1: within yourself. Mm-hmm. So you're not you're not, you know, this this internal emotions aren't running all over the board. And when they do, you're able to, you know, rein them back in. Yeah. We don't. It's not so much controlling your emotions it's controlling your responses to your emotions. Yeah. You know, because a fight or flight situation, you you are going to have a, a rush of adrenaline. So it's dealing with that adrenaline dump, and it's dealing with, you know, because you got to keep your head. It's like it's like being, you know, that's one thing that the seals are great at is, is their mental side of training they just do they, you know as it gets worse their mind gets more calm because they're doing the shit all day to the breaking point and they're good you know but they're not the best uh, like you know just because somebody's sealed doesn't mean they're a good hand-to-hand fighter it just means they're in shape and they have all these other skills they have to mm-hmm. work on you know but it's the mindset that sets them apart right so you, you take that mindset and that can that can easily be taught but it's, it's you have to you can only get that through experience you can only get that um, increase, the, the, basically, the control of that emotion through conjuring it time and time again and right. dealing with it. So, that's a quick way to do it because Tabata Rounds, you're doing, turning it on, you're turning it off, turning it on, turning it off, and try to maintain that intensity. You know, for the duration during your rest periods, you're all the way to the opposite end of the spectrum. You think of nothing. That's why yeah. the, the the boring part is important because you have to calibrate within yourself the um, the calmness and the the lack of thought.
0: So that's actually what you were telling us when we were practicing the straight blasting stuff. You were like, I want you to do this every day, which none of us did. Yeah. yeah. And you you know, it's like a sprint while punching. and and not meant for exercise meant for like learning how to like Mm -hmm. fucking take somebody out in that way with forward pressure and then meditate like right afterwards, yeah, just done. You're saying the dynamic of it,
1: yeah. It's it's the polar response. It's it's, it's it's basically you're calibrating inside to you know once you once you do the extremes, then you'll recognize where on the scale you are. Yeah, you know,
0: I, it's an interesting thing because again, you know, when I talk to people about like they're frustrated about women or they're frustrated about their lifestyle or just anger is anger, man. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I, I was saying like, look, dude, it's okay to feel that anger, but the problem is is you're taking your ideal where you want to go in your life and all this and your anger's mixed into all of that you need to separate you need to distinguish exactly what that is and move it out of there so your ideal can exist and that was one of the things like in that one like crazy acid trip esque meditation that I had that was not drug induced. I'm so happy because I was so ready I'm like man I'm going to go fucking to, to logo, do like yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go to a bogus somewhere I don't give a shit about you know my clean time da, da, da. anyway but fucking uh uh it, the, the thing was, is it was like lose your fucking self pity, lose your anger, lose your frustration, lose you, separate yourself from it now, and then you can get the message. And later on, it was saying, it was saying like, look in life, you can be angry, you can be angry in that moment, but be in that moment. Yeah, and that's let what the attachment. Yeah, is, is let go. And, okay. and
1: that's, um, emotions will repel and attract. You know, any, any emotional content will either repel or attract. Yeah you know and and so um, and not always in the same thing, same as you know, sometimes it will repel and sometimes it will attract. And sometimes it's based on person, sometimes it's based on timing of things out of your control. Yeah, so you kind of have to, you know, it's like that's where the attachment comes. You add the emotional content, then you, you release your attachment to it, and then on the outside, things will happen. You have to adjust to that because sometimes it will repel the thing you want mm-hmm. or it will attract it to you. And so you have to be aware, you have to, that's where the calmness and detachment comes from, so you can be aware and then adjust accordingly to your goal or whatever's outside. So
0: last week when we were supposed to do this podcast a bunch of people emailed me and we couldn't do it because of me because of not because of because of other people. I blame them all. It's Fuck right. them. No, but uh, but actually, like, people were like, no, man, send me the recording. Some of these guys uh, train jujitsu or other martial arts, and they were really, because I, I basically said, you know, Ed trains me. He's a tactical trainer. He's a street fight trainer. You know, here's the differences with the mentalities. And they're like, we want to know, we want to know, and I should actually have them email questions. And there's some guys on the line listening now, and if you have any questions, just message me, or you can just pop on at any time and voice yourself. But, like, they were. What would you say to guys who are actively training martial arts right now? Um,
1: yeah, what I would say is, first of all, you 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 know, you can take jujitsu for example and use that. Your game is a, is a, you know, going back to saying how you do anything is how you do everything. You're expressing yourself through your game, and so when you're getting a sticking point or somebody's catching you or sweeping you, look at that and look at what you're doing and And start to break it down and see if you can catch the point to where it goes from being good to basically fucking you up and getting swept. And when you start doing that and look at use the analogy of your game as an expression for how you do everything, that's a belief that will create a filter within your own mind that will start changing other aspects of your life without you even having to know what it's about. Mm-hmm. So when you you know, when you when you make the adjustment to stop getting swept and move in a new direction or or something where you want to you want to do a finish and you want to added in, you know, really get to the point where you, you analyze your game to get to the point where you can insert it and start catching people, then that that coupled with the belief of how I do everything is how I do anything, how I do anything is how I do everything, will start to pop up in other areas of your life and, and you'll you know, and then just keep notice, kind of look. It can be something as mundane as you know, you stop getting pissed at your wife when she comes home and, and you know, drops her fucking person on the floor or whatever. You know, little shit that pops you out. Some little things might change like that, or it may happen in big ways. But to me, using that analogy of of like that's what I because I'm training all these different martial arts. When I go into a class, if I'm just even if it's just isolating one basic move that I've done a thousand times, but I. Really really get into how i'm doing it and trying to tweak it and get hack away at the unessential parts of that move make maybe you know uh take it from three steps down to two how can i do that or how can i apply it in a different um from a different position it makes that unique and 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 that transfers over into all it, it kind of it will prolong your love for the for the art and the training you know, for, especially for guys who've just been doing it, there will be periods where you, you'll get burned out. And, and um, you know, sometimes also, you, you learn a lot about yourself. You'll learn when you go for a hard period, a long time of hardcore training, that when uh, you take a sufficient time off, not too much, not too little, and you come back, you'll actually be better. And sometimes six months of training and a month and a half, two months off, you come back, you're actually better than yeah, you were because I found that Yeah, you, you're so odd. But you're unconsciously as. Assimilated all the things you were working on. So there's, yeah, there's all sorts of you know. Look at it as an aspect of work on yourself. If you're in a bad position, if you're getting caught in in the. In uh, without you know, on the bottom, and the guy's crushing you, use that as an opportunity to work on your state of mind and yeah, because sometimes you're not going to get that fucker off. So, if you can calm your mind, then you can start seeing openings. You can start, you know, that's the first thing is to calm your mind, and then you're like, oh, you know, and the other thing is, where you know, where is my opponent? If it's jujitsu, you know, we talk about the dynamics or the attributes of an art or, or the concepts behind in art, if you feel a a man's base, try to figure out where his base is and then think of where it's not. And that's where you want to take him. So, you know, things like that.
0: Dude, I'll tell you a couple things. Two things. Jiu-jitsu, number one, when I would be in guy's guard with guys that were really good, they could get me, you've got me, I'll bounce the same way every time. But then, after a while, it started to stop. And I don't know what I was changing, like, I would just think of it, but it's the level of frustration especially when you're first starting out of getting caught in the same thing over and over again, the level of frustration with that is crazy because you're like powerless towards it to where you have to stop and stop being angry. Again, stop with the yeah. fucking bullshit emotion. You're going to feel it. Stop with the bullshit emotion. Look at ways around it and trial and error it. The other thing too is a shorter reach and getting inside of guys. I think if I'm attacking somebody or charging somebody in stand-up and they react to it, I'm good. But if they don't and they keep distance, it's like so, or can circle, it's so hard for me to fucking like deal with, you know. And if I can get inside, then maybe or whatever. But it's a different, it's a completely different match then, you know, or I'm dealing with different Here, things. But here's it's a. Like, Here's two secrets to basically supercharge your training. Mm-hmm.
1: So, the the, the most the steroids. I'll give the most. Yeah, no, that's number right two. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Uh, so the first thing is, no matter what art it is, doesn't matter or range or, or whatever, you can just you can apply this to positions or you can apply this to arts. It doesn't matter. You when you spar with somebody that you're better than, mm-hmm. spar with somebody that's better than you, and spar with somebody that you're equal because when you when you get your ass kicked you're going to develop a great defense mm-hmm. when you're kicking someone's ass you get to work your your offense and when you're when you going with somebody who's even with you you work your strategy those three doesn't matter if it's boxing or even just a position yeah. when you when you isolate like that and you, you seek those people out you will you will supercharge your your training cuz you're you're you know the just going with the guy who's better than you is going to going to take you levels beyond when you you know it's like when you first clinch with somebody and they don't have the hours that you have in that clinch, you immediately can tell they yeah. Have the experience. That's why they, you know these wrestlers are so good when, in the clinch. Nobody has the hours that they have in, that, in those right. positions. You know, you feel it. And um, and then the second thing is flight time. You just isolate and play in those positions, but put more hours in in, in isolation. And whether it's guard pass or just the guard or hitting the bag or, or, or sitting in the clinch, exchanging blows, but play light, no emotional content. Just you know, be playful and put hours. And, and you'll you'll see all these different things you never saw before because you're, you're, there's no there's no preconceived notion of what you have to accomplish. You're just in there to gain experience and time, and and to be playful. And, and new things will open up because you'll start to see all these
0: different reference points. Those two things, and you'll 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 blow past other people so you take martial arts all this sort of stuff What what is the biggest meaning of life that you've got out of it uh, out of martial arts well it's taught me how things work
1: you know how I, I see patterns and trends and you know I, I see you know economics, all that shit, it's all, it's all governed by forces, it's all governed by trends, everything, everything, you know, um, has a very similar mechanism behind it, and, and so you start to, you know, you start to recognize, and that's what, it, actually, Inasano said that too, it's taught him about how, because how, you're dealing with forces, you're you're dealing, and I'm not just, I'm not talking about the force, I'm talking about, you know, pushing, pulling, yeah. um, pushing here, spiraling yeah. out there, you know, Straction, this effects, redire- yeah. redirection, yeah. And, you know, feminine, feminine, masculine energy and all sorts of things that, you know, movement, circular movement pushing movement, up, down, left right, you know, and that those, you know, those things that don't really have a name, but everything functions. Everything's changing constantly, so you're 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 learning more about the change that's constantly happening around you, and you're fitting in with that.
0: But then you bring up a guy like Inosanto, who's like the fucking master, mat like super badass motherfucker. But he wasn't a guy that was known for street fighting a lot, or anything no. Like Whereas like Vunak was. Like... Yeah,
1: but they see, Vunak lucked out because he got. He got to be with Inasano right after Bruce died, and so Bruce was a fighter, and, and... And he was such a, a perfectionist that um, Inasano felt the need to make his guys really hardcore. And, yeah. and at the time, he was mixing everything, whereas he wasn't he wasn't creating systems and breaking things down and, and having these different classes. He was mixing it all, and he wanted to develop... How long did
0: Inasano train with Bruce Lee?
1: Uh, to be honest, I don't know. But there's, in my opinion, there's no other person that even come close to Inasano. I don't give a fuck what any JKD guy says. Fuck you. <laughs> Inasano's the man. I mean, Without him, none of us would, would have, you know, and none of us do have a tenth of that guy's knowledge. But he's the sole reason why why that art's even around, you know. And it's, it's it's unfortunate that more people don't know about it. And but he's he's the one person that understood it, you know. And, and even when he did he he even when even those parts he didn't understand he man that guy is is unbelievable. I mean, even at 70, he's doing jujitsu every day, at kettlebells. I mean, he's still like Bruce protege but he he absorbed everything and just just learned those parts that that you know may have taken him years they didn't understand but at the time bruce was such an athlete and such a uh, evolving so quickly he saw that and that's what he he transferred over to to his guys right after that and he still does but it, it was just it was it was like almost like when you're with a good teacher and they're at the height of their level and then you know and then you get all that, and then and then now all of a sudden you're the person they get a piece of that too. Yeah, you know, so, it's like they got a piece of Bruce, and that guy was on. I mean, sure there are guys who are better fighters than that now, but he was on a, his innovation level was so beyond his time. Yeah, I think I was fucking grappling and
0: you know. Yeah. <laughs> was doing, so, know. but like, so Bruce was a super athlete. Vunak was a super athlete, or, or is, or, or he whatever. was, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, was was Inasano? Was it you know? Yeah, Inasano was an athlete. He was,
1: um, he was close to. He had uh, some world record, or was close to world. Really? Right. He was a sprinter and, and Holy track so and really? field. Yeah. Wow. And um, so he was definitely an athlete. And he he used to say that because um, uh, that was the scene. He was. I don't know. I don't know the story, but. He he was, he was close to world record at the time for a 50- or 100-yard dash. Wow. And Bruce would beat him off the line, and he would catch him. But he said he was just so fast. His neurology was just – I mean, I think I was only 120 pounds. But he was – see, Bruce's perception and his – he was, you know, very strong and very – but his mind worked so quickly yeah. that he he, would, he could look at a form of, you know, 40, 60 moves one
0: time and then God. do it back perfectly. So he had that, that visual acuity. But you he, were saying that, like uh, – uh, Vunak was saying Hickson, Gracie
1: was yeah. like on that yeah. level of yeah. just... Oh, yeah. yeah. And he said, you know, Vunak said said multiple times, you know, if I would have had the chance or the choice whether to train with Bruce wow. or Hicks because he, he spent a lot of time with Hickson so
0: I'd choose Hickson. Yeah. <laughs> was, Who would you say are martial artists because you've trained with shitloads. Yeah. Uh, you've trained uh, with like endless are, amounts these of These people artists.
1: that I, I, uh, I think are just top notch. Dan Sano, of course. Um, vunak of course and vunak's a genius whether you know don't look at some of the things he's done but but you know uh for me, and in fact, he was a big father figure because I was young. I was 19. When yeah. I started with him, and and so you know, it was kind of like, don't do, you know, don't look at this part of his life, but look at this part. And I was glad I did that because I got a lot from. Um, mm. I learned a lot from. him. I learned a lot what not to do too. But you know, the guys the guys etched etched a lot. And, yeah. Because yeah. he, he is a genius. And, uh, Rico Ciparelli is one of those guys who's on another level. And he was um, he won the the worlds in, in wrestling. He was. He was Couture's, you know, trainer for a while. But he's he's a top-notch wrestler. Um, uh, Vandry, of course, women Vandry. Yeah. You know, and I lucked upon him. He's on another level too. You know what's he's... weird?
0: It is both him and count come from Carlos yeah. Machado. Very different people. Almost like
2: yeah.
0: It's like, dude, the stuff I like about Looter, Vandry would never. Yeah, yeah. Like the the kind of like bad boyness about Travis yes. like he's just such an aloof guy and he's like yeah do whatever I don't care Vandry's and like no man discipline like it's just yeah, yeah it's pretty impressive is,
1: if you guys yeah. man ever here's the thing I've been doing jiu jitsu longer than than Will <laughs> <laughs> right but it, it doesn't matter uh, but I trained in LA with a ton, tons of different people Higgin. um yeah, all the uh, best Joe people Marrera in California all, yeah. you know, but I was at those schools when it first started but you know there's probably 15 people I trained with Eric Paul since another, another uh, one of my instructors but I um, I walked into Will school just because he was affiliated with Machado's and that's the majority of my training came from and um I walked in and I just figured well I've been to every school these guys in Texas you know I just yeah, want to yeah, yeah. check them out I didn't really come with like I oh, fuck them but I didn't think I would Yeah, speak. I saw three things in a class I'd never seen before after like 20 years of yeah. yeah and I just went wow are you fucking kidding me so I, I joined he's like hey, you know are you gonna join I'm like yeah you don't understand
0: <laughs> <laughs> but That's you amazing. know the other thing too about Vandry is he's such a low profile guy yeah like he doesn't he's not well he, he's in the you know he's
1: it's, it's it's, I would have liked to have known him before he got shot in the head because I want to know if, if it, he's legally blind, and I want to know if he makes up these moves because he's, he's visual in his mm. head, and he, he can see everything from all these different angles. Yeah. And I wonder if he was like that before he got shot, or that's a result of him having to compensate for his thing. But I will tell you, um, he's, he's also a borderline psychic. Like he, He's answered me. Like, I literally was thinking something. Like, I need to ask him that question, and he'll yeah. answer me. Oh, you can ask me that question if you want. He's a, he's,
0: he's so, a, it's a pretty crazy guy. Like, Hill. Well, you know.
1: That's the you know when you when you have eyesight like that you have to use your other senses and that's why to me I just you know I accept it. I mean I think that's
0: one of the cool things about Vandre. I mean see this is the cool stuff that people don't know like the fucking real badass heroes in life. In a lot of ways they'll never be on a on a they'll never get that exposure that most people are looking for. Everybody's looking for like you run into people like you you run into people like uh like fucking Vandre. Or whatever, like everybody has these cool, unique things, but I mean, here's a guy who was doing jiu jitsu. He was like, What a purple belt! He got shot in the head, he, he overcame it. He was the first guy or the he first drives. group. <laughs> He's legally blind and he drives. How does that what really? <laughs> yeah. Does he drive? Yeah. I thought he got driven everywhere. No,
1: oh my god, that, that's insane! I don't even want to know about that. No, you didn't hear you. Might want to edit, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: okay.
0: No, but anyway, so but no, he I mean, he went through all this crazy shit yeah. okay. and, and yet still. He was the first black belt from the oldest Machado brother. Yeah, Carlos not,
1: is another you know? one, too. I love... Carlos is amazing. He's, he's one of those guys with his mind and his philosophy. Um, another guy, Daniel Dooby. he's he's a, he's a Savat guy. That guy, interesting. Was he I, the I dude
0: doing that, the seminar?
1: No, no, no. Uh-huh. Um, that guy's a great teacher, too, but... Um, Daniel Doobie, if you ever get a chance to look him up, I don't know if you can find him now. This guy was a, a Savat, just an amazing martial artist. He trained with Vunek back in the 80s or something. But he, the guy was just phenomenal. Yeah. He got both his legs crushed uh, from a horse. And they Jesus said he'd never Christ. walk again. It took him years to be battled back. And he's. And Savat's a kicking art. Yeah, yeah, he it's was, all legs, man. He was a Savat, like, not, not just he wasn't a competitor. He was, like, he had the entire art history that already knows everything about Savat and his legs. Get crushed. That's year. kind
0: of like, I guess, Nogara. But, dude, I was talking to Teresa, and Teresa says Nogara wasn't that good at jiu jitsu. Uh, what do you say? I don't, I don't know. I don't think um, he's very good. Yeah. I don't, I don't, she I mean, was saying that it was kind of a giveaway, his his black belt or his status. I don't think
1: he, I don't give a shit. I'll never run into the guy. I don't think he's very good. He's never impressed me, but I'm not anything in jiu jitsu. Yeah. I sucked the last uh... day. I was the longest white belt, blue belt you've ever seen. But, that being said, I have an eye for, like, talent. I, I, I don't. I don't give a shit. Out. He's never impressed me. But, you know, people who do, like Anderson Till is, uh, man, that guy's
0: amazing. And he, he, he learned from him. You know, I've, I actually have an O'Gara story about, he's married, but or both O'Gara brothers are married. Ah. But some of their, uh, <laughs> uh, some of their, uh, I'm asking my brothers, but. Yeah. Brother. Right. <laughs> but anyway, the, uh, the, yeah, man, the, I don't know. Especially like a guy like Vader, I'm going to come back to him again the guy 's blind he 's so blind that he 'll roll with you and not know it 's you like he 's thought I was somebody else, but then at the same time, once he rolls with you, he has all these insights as to yeah who you are and all that sort of stuff but it 's pretty interesting well,
1: that's my that 's my thing is like when you see you see these people and you get around them you you 'll know and when you, when you get exposed to them then you 'll know and and it 's like um, they all... They're all different, but they all have, they're all coming to the same conclusion. So mm-hmm. you kind so of you, you want to listen to them, and and that's what martial arts does to you. It opens you up to just basically what's going on. And there is there is you know there is shit going on, and it's and it is way beyond what most of us think is going on. And you don't have to get religious about it, but there there are things, and we are more powerful than what you could ever imagine. And and so I think people who are you know using and, and rolling and and you you know they're basically opening themselves up and taking, you know, taking our body and our our things to a to a higher level. That in turn, like you know, when you did your diet, you cleaned your diet up. You had this epiphany. You know, we we have these innate abilities that just due to circumstance, due to due to you know a fucked up. You know, uh, advertising, whatever it is, um, we, we have these latent abilities as a society, you know, just gotten overridden. We've compensated for our psychic ability with the internet, you know, but I believe that everybody has some sort of perceptive ability. To know things at a distance because it's it's you know I break I see it all the time and people just do oh what a coincidence no fucker that's just the way it is you know well, <laughs> open your open your mind a little bit but you know and and uh, that's what I like about it. that's that's my message is like look guys fucking kill your cubicle get the fuck out of you know don't wash your goddamn news stop drinking fluoride water and all this other shit that that pollutes your body not that I'm, my my diet's great but those are things that when you when you do that. That, then mm. then all of a sudden that's part of waking up that's part of like honoring yourself and, and you know that's why guys who get on the paleo they' they want to feel good well why because it's a it, you're taking these chemicals out but you're you're tapping into the natural things that are already there and when you do that that's what martial arts is you
0: all you're doing is tapping into another side of yourself that we just forgot as a society and, and I think that's the thing is like one of your big things is like independence you know I mean like we should probably like wrap all this shit up yeah. but, but like independence is so huge with you where it's like fuck it man don't have a job be your own boss learn how to do those yeah. things and and what's so what okay my brother wrote that book like whatever six years ago or some shit I, I only knew like underground punk rock bands and all this weird thing and those are people thinking outside of the box and like also going crazy and wrecking their lives when I met jujitsu guys and so this was like my brother was writing that book and it was kind of popular but it wasn't as popular as it is now dude guys who had trained jujitsu for a long time had that same mentality of no fuck it man I'm gonna go and I'm gonna do this weird like the Scott Nelson and those guys they went to Brazil man he lived in Brazil like guys at Vandry's place yeah. were like you know Scott Nelson fuck I remember reading his shit on the book you know whatever but they would do crazy stuff and just go and, and find their own way with stuff yeah and sleep on people's couches and figure it out, but they had something to come back to that was like greatness and excellence or a definition of what was better, and I think in the punk scene, I kind of got, well, you can still find it there, but people need to find their independence and fucking realize that life can be awesome and great, and if you can hold on to that, you know, not as an expectation, not as some false hope, but have faith that you have potential to go beyond that man. That's the fucking shit. That's the same shit when I'm like trying to pass someone's guard and I keep getting fucked, fucked, fucked. I have to have faith that this can, even though I keep losing twenty times in a row. You know? Yeah. So. I and this, you know, one,
1: of, one of my teachers taught me this, and I, I believe it. The solution to any problem is always right in front of you. Yeah. It just lies within your ability yeah. to see it. Yeah. And, and I don't. Get give a shit if that's that's curing cancer whatever it is it's, it's usually right. right in front of us it's just we haven't seen it yet and when you when you you know create these meta beliefs or you, you really go wow okay i believe that then you see more solutions quickly yeah. usually it's a simple solution but it's true man we have the ability right. to solve any problem any problem it's just lies within us to, to recognize it's it. true and, and, you know it's Maybe it is a little too complicated at this point to figure out some of it, but when you keep that mentality, then then that's the filter that that lets information in. And all of a sudden, you're going, "Wow, holy fuck, things are changing for me." Why? Yeah. That's just because you're you're open to it now. You're open to that. You know, shit. So the, the solution to my problem is somewhere right literally, probably on a notepad right in front of you, right, that's right, somewhere
0: here. Yeah. So
1: it, it's you know that's that's the way it is, man. All right, but, fuck it. So, let's end it.
0: It's yeah. over. Sorry, guys on the line. We're gonna we're gonna wrap this shit up. Phil was the only person, but uh, if you want to get in touch with Ed, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, you, you got like a bunch of different ways to contact you, but what... yeah, yeah. Just go forcedynamics.com with an X. Force
1: Dynamics.
0: Yeah, and I'll put it on. You know, like when yeah, you see yeah. this, it'll be a write-up with a link to it and all that sort of shit. But yeah, cool, man. I'm sure you'll be on again sometime, just because I know you too well. Unless I piss you off, it wouldn't be good for me, especially. <laughs> Alright. Alright. Bye. Alright, so I hope you guys like that. That was Ed Aiken and you can find out all the crazy stuff about him if he doesn't keep the shit out of me, which does happen, and you guys might like that. But forceddynamics.com, that's dynamics with an X. And we'll get you next time. Thanks for listening.